This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Wow, downtown Tokyo. Oh, I'm so happy I finally get to visit. Uh, let's find some shops where I can buy toys from all my favorite Sega games like uh, Space Harrier or Star Horse. Hey, prick. Get your ass over here. Uh, no, thank you. I'm just going to walk along here. You think I'm going to let you get away with being all big Seinfeld dick and shit? But Seinfeld dick? You've got you got me all wrong. This is not the... Yeah, yeah, you. You look like you got dick like Jerry fucking Seinfeld. Get over here. I'm going to drink the milk from your eyes. No, no, I'm just I'm just going to go find the local constable, get this sorted out. Uh... You would say that, Fraser Mouth. No, no, wait a minute. Fraser Mouth. It's... Yeah, you got Fraser Mouth for miles, dog. Get over here. I'm going to scramble your eggs. I'm going to toss your set. No, 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 okay. That, that doesn't mean what you think it means okay i'm still not sure why you're accosting me but to be to be honest is it something i'm wearing or what you're wearing ain't helping man but honestly it's your news radio sort of walk like the late phil hartman and shit you're gonna have to pay respects for that nrw listen listen buddy you're you're pushing me here and you you don't want to push me you know you don't know me you, you don't have the right no oh yeah oh yeah what are you gonna do about it you dana carvey show looking asshole i never thought i'd have to do this but you leave me no choice. Yeah, and I leave you nowhere to sit at Central Perk, friend. Because, wait, wait man, no, it's, it's cool, I'm sorry. Like, b- b- back off, man, no, ah! That's right. <laughs> he was out of the game until they drew him back in. Cole Ross is Nick St. Torque in the latest action blockbuster, Nick at Night After Dark. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. Yes. And this week we are uh, talking about a game called Yakuza, which is an open world game developed and published by Sega for the PlayStation 2 in 2005. Yeah, if you're uncomfortable with the the syllable coos, we're, <laughs> we're going to say it a lot during this, and I know I am. I don't like saying Yakuza or Koozie or no, no, any of those things. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fave. Yeah, no, I, I I'm drinking beer uh, out of a can that is in a uh, let's call it a beer buddy, not a yeah, beer koozie, a, co- a, a cold caddy. Yeah, the uh, yeah, my phone um, friend. Yeah, <laughs> drinking out of your phone friend. I'm just drinking out of my phone friend. <laughs> um, yeah. So this uh, this won our open world uh, game poll that we just recently had, but this is only kind of an open world game, right? Um, you know, it is. Uh, it doesn't fit the standard definition. This is closer to like something like Shenmue than it is to GTA or uh, 
you know, Mountain Blade or Saints Row or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. So like um, some of the other stuff that was put on here, this is, you know, representative of this almost like life sim, but also it has a strong action RPG and brawler kind of component to it, right? Yeah. 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 They, um, Kat Bailey, whenever they talk about this on US Gamer, she just always called it an RPG. Like yeah. it is just an RPG. Yeah. Um, so in Japan, this uh, this game and the series that it spawned are both called uh, Ryo Ga Gotoku. Um, sorry if that is a mispronunciation uh, or like a dragon. Uh, but here it is more. Um, I think it has a has a title that is probably a bit more descriptive because this is all about the uh, the you know the Japanese mafia. Yeah, the poison poison blade of the east, or yeah, they'll, the, kill, the they'll, kill you, they'll kill you five times before you hit the ground. Yeah, that little guy hasn't done anything yet. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my entire exposure to the yakuza. For <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Growing up, like, I was just yeah. like oh, the yakuza, and then I started playing Shadowrun, and the yakuza are a big part of that. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, so in this game, you uh, play Kazuma uh, Kiryu, a yakuza enforcer who's coming back to the scene after being in prison for ten years. Yes. Uh, for a crime he didn't commit. No, no, and he's yeah. not like a like a standard mobster kind of guy. Like he's uh, mm. he he is good but uh, virtuous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah he's a uh, he's he's a you know generally an honorable guy in a way that you couldn't uh, like this has all the beats of a normal crime story but would not work as a mob story really. Yes. If this were a mob story, it'd be somebody who was actually a cop. Yeah. Um, I played a little bit of Yakuza Zero uh, earlier today. Um, just because spoiler, I like this game and I'm really, really curious about the rest of the series. I feel like I've slept on it. Um, and, uh, and that he is much more of like a tough, you know, my understanding is that is one of the things that happens with this series. Now, this series has an arc, uh, that changes tones, um, in the same direction that say the St. Row games mm-hmm. do not quite as extreme, obviously, but that they become like kind of goofier and more outsized. And yeah. the first couple, uh, before the remake and before zero, are the ones that are uh, kind of grounded. Yes. But they, they kind of exaggerate everything as you go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, like we said, you play, you play as uh, Kazuma Kiryu, and uh, you're in this uh, fictional neighborhood called uh, Kamurocho, I believe is what that is, uh, which is a recreation of a similarly, similarly named area of Tokyo, I believe. Like it is not quite a red light district, but it used to be a place where like uh theater was done, like kabuki theater and things like that. And now is primarily a place for like hostess bars and things like that or host yes. bars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a, a big part of this. And that's actually one of the big triumphs of the game is that it's like does feel like a neighborhood. Yes. Um the uh I mean other than the things that happen in it, like mm-hmm. mostly like I mean it's you know it's it's very violent, but yeah. it does feel like it's crowded and, and looks like a crowded city street, and they do a really great job of that. Yeah. Um so this game is very cinematic, um, and it has a kind of a focus on this very hard boiled crime story that relies a lot on kind of Japanese mob family politics, and I feel like a lot of kind of action movie cliches. Yes. Like cop movie cliches. Like this this <laughs> feels like a cop movie, even though you are explicitly a criminal. Yeah. And, the, and there, the there are some like direct homages that happen. Yes. Like, like there, there is one chapter of this that is just straight up death wish. And yeah. like one of the characters even says, what, you got a death wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you're part of the Yakuza? Are you going to rise like a dragon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, a lot of the game takes place uh, in adventure mode, which is what they call just the general wandering around the city. Uh, which is filled with these stores and NPCs and uh, kind of side quests. Yeah, yeah. And the, the game kind of, and, and you know, I like this game too, you know, getting into the spoiler section. I think the game wants you to be more interested in just like, you know, I'm just going to go hang out in a bar because it feels like that 
you know, like almost like RP server kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wants you to kind of spend more time in this life sim part. And I and I kind of didn't mm-hmm. uh, primarily because so much of it was involving like, you know, building up meters and, and winning girls through like giving them the correct items. <laughs> yep, giving them the, the, the correct nationality of perfume. Yes, yeah, exactly. And and, and kind of building up meters to get sex, yeah. which uh, is not something I'm going to engage with in a game. Right, um, right. So spoiler, like if that ends up, I know some of those lead to actual quests, you know, but I didn't want to. I didn't really feel like testing it. So yeah. I didn't do too much of that. Like I mostly stuck to the plot, but even just as far as sense of place, that, uh, that adventure game mode is really, really powerful. Yes. You know, be, going down to being, you know, as opposed to using potions, like I'm going to go have a meal because that fight took a lot out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, you still get a flavor of that, even if you're engaging primarily with the kind of gamey part of this. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, because this is a game where you're running from place to place, you're going to be passing these things. So you're going to get very familiar with like where the drug, the drug stores are and what, you know, restaurants are, are where, and you know, people are going to approach you, um, you know, and give you flyers for different bars or people are going to be, you're going to see like ambient dialogue about the, about the girls at the hostess bar. So even if you don't go in and see that, you're going to get a little bit of it um you get the flavor yeah i only did a little bit of the hostess stuff primarily i was drawn forward by the story because i really like it me too that's that's when i say like it's not just me being you know a parody of myself like social justice warrior who doesn't want to fill up a meter on a girl and see a nudie pic like i don't want that (laughs) but also i just wasn't interested in it like i just you know the sense of uh you know kind of urgency drew me forward in the story yeah in a way that it didn't, you know, I didn't want to take a load off really. Yeah. So, so take that as a positive for the game as a whole. <laughs> yes. It made me very interested in getting to see the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't require yeah. uh, that you, you know, you engage in these things, even though there is like, you know, good content mm-hmm. behind them. You know, the, the times that I did kind of get drawn in these side quests, like they're good side quests. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not just fill up the meter, but I yeah. think that it does, you know, it does kind of re- rely on you wanting to fill up that meter. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there are different kinds of side quests too where where, we're we're a few bullets ahead but um but like there are ones that are kind of important to understanding a little bit of what's going on and like people will tell you about those like as you are as you are going to the next area like somebody will say offhandedly like hey the widow is you know at this office building go see her right that's not necessary but like you're still gonna go do that that's probably the big one because it feels like it should be part of the main quest yeah you know um as you're kind of walking around, um, instead of, you know, one of the reasons why this gets RPG uh, comparisons is because there are essentially random encounters yeah. uh, with people pulling you off the street to get into fights. Um, it happens a lot. Yeah, it's, uh, it it's is, like you're playing you know, Chrono the, Cross. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the encounter rate is kind of out of control uh, in this game, except instead of doing a turn-based battle, uh, you do this kind of brawler yeah. uh, thing. Like, what is this, the bouncer? Like, you, you know, it's, you're just... Yeah. It's, uh, well, no, it's it's River City Ransom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in River City Ransom, like you're just fighting. Like that's the point of River City Ransom. You know, this Mm -hmm. is I'm on my way to talk to somebody, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, you're you're pulled into these fights. There's segregation between just running around and fighting. Like, you know, it'll bring up a title card, tell you who you're going up against. And then you are just in an arena. So if you're on the street, like a crowd has assembled and like where they line up is the is the bounds of the uh, of of, of the fighting area. Um, And it's a pretty basic brawler. I, I I liked it a lot, actually, just because of the combos and the blocking and like down attacks and things like there is there is some depth there to it. Um, one of the things that gets better over the course of the series and this game really suffers for is a little bit of clunkiness, particularly in like, um, aiming your attacks and committing to a combos or committing to a combo, um, and, uh, locking on like all of that tends to have you punching at, uh, you know, thin air uh, a lot of the time. Like I, I, 
again, keeping that caveat that I really like this game and I, I had fun with the combat too. Mm-hmm. Like I like it. I think it's more than a little clunky. Like I think it's really clunky. Oh. Um, you know, oftentimes I would stand up and just like be facing away from the enemy for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that I feel like are basic. Uh, this is just the month for this because it came mm-hmm. up in both the most recent bonfire side chats, but things that are, I think should be basic parts of your vocabulary that you have to unlock. Yes. So like the, you have no crowd control mm-hmm. uh, initially and you have no way to strike behind you until like pretty deep into an optional kind of tech tree. Yeah, into into a, can... uh, a very missable NPC who teaches you. Uh, a lot of these useful techniques like very basic techniques like pairing like these things i feel like you should have yeah from the beginning so combat eventually like it hits it when it's in the middle of the curve like it starts off i felt like kind of frustrating mm-hmm. and then gets a middle of a curve where it's very good and then eventually gets kind of boring yeah uh, and that's when they just spice it up they start introducing guns which i think are kind of universally annoying yeah, yeah. in this game M- most of the um, advice that you're going to see about this game are how to very quickly get the uh the, the bulletproof vest yeah because being shot is no fun. No, because it um, inter- interrupts your combos and knocks you down. It is a real bummer. Yeah, yeah you can definitely get kind of stunlocked. Yeah, uh, by by things like that, weapons like that. Mm-hmm. So like the the brawling functionality, you know, it's weird that that kind of uh, a, a better version of this, I I would really like to play. Like mm-hmm. I am also looking forward to checking out more of the series, mm-hmm. um, primarily because I want to see the promises delivered on like the the potential that's here. Yes, for the for this combat system, which is like. It's not God hand, you know, it's not that deep, but it's just deep enough. It's satisfying. Like the, the audio visual parts of the combat are really, really good. Like it's very satisfying Yeah. to, uh, you know, to, to sock somebody in the jaw in this game. Uh, the <laughs> weapon use is really great. The kind of visceral attacks that you can do, um, when you charge up something called your heat, ma- uh, heat meter, um, that allows you to kind of do high damage attacks or, you know, if an enemy is weak enough, like actually just KO them mm-hmm. with weapons and stuff. Those are universally great yes. across the board. Yeah. Um, there's just these little problems that kind of like. You know, camera and my character just facing the wrong way for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lock on stuff like it actually made a pretty big difference mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see them done well. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in a similar boat. So it sounds like we're just going to spend this entire time agreeing, <laughs> which is which is fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I like the promise that is that is shown here, and like they add variety in kind of subtle ways by having different sized combatants as mm-hmm. well. That like different attacks work differently on them. You know, like a, yeah. big, a big person will be more resistant to a throw, you know, it, it's doing that classic hotline Miami thing where like a fat guy is somehow healthier. Like if, <laughs> if like a dude is just kind of fat, like where I feel like for myself as a fat guy, like I'm not going to take more bullets. No, than than my, my, my slimmer brother. And, you know, it's still, uh, yeah, I'm still going to go down, um, but they do, they do introduce some variety. Like it is fun. And it's mm-hmm. also like at its worst, it's not unfun, right? Like it still feels good in your hands. Like it's yeah. still pretty enjoyable yeah i thought um one of the biggest issues i have with it are these kind of qtes that come up yeah um during certain attacks like you can get uh grabbed primarily or if you try to grab somebody and they are too big or too strong um you get to a a qt kind of button tap Mm -hmm. thing they're never uh, combinations it's just tap the button and uh, i could not do this fast enough with my thumb uh, ever right and uh that was very frustrating to me so it meant anytime this came up i would lose the contest Mm -hmm. um unless i was quick enough to move my you know my forefinger over to the button yeah um and this is tied to a stat um this is something that you can you can level up we'll talk about that in a minute um and again it just it was one of those things i feel like should have been out of the box mm-hmm. you know i should me tapping fast enough like i sometimes i would take it and just tap like you know do that thing where you like rub your shirt across a button mm-hmm. like when you're a kid and you can like you know, get incredible <laughs> speeds yeah um i would do that and i still couldn't do it because it was yeah. unwinnable 
yeah. contest because I, my stat wasn't high enough. Yep. Um, um, it's also not telegraphed that well, actually. Um, it's so, telegraphed very, yeah, no, not at all. Yeah, like, just like, okay, I'm in a grab now, or I'm, I'm attempting to do a grab. Like, I, I need to, like, supercharge this command, or else this person is going to straight up, like, suplex me. Like, it does yeah. play, like, it plays a little bit like a, like a wrestling game. Yeah, yeah, during those parts. Yeah. For sure, like a wrestling game, you can't win. You know, <laughs> like, like yeah. you, you, you know, you, uh, like I just, I will lose this, this tap off. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's just because I don't get to the tap off in time because yeah. I don't know it's coming because they don't signal those. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, all those little minor things, like I don't want to make it sound like again, like I don't like it. They're they're minor nitpicks. They just added up mm-hmm. to where it became like a good but unpolished thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can carry around weapons, um, too. Like you can buy them or people will give them to you after fights, um, in contrition. Like, Hey, you beat the, you beat the crap out of me. Have my umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, these have limited uses. So like even the best one is only going to have like, you know, 12 swings that you can get out of it. Um, and so like it is meant to be, you know, deployed to take out one or two really tough people. Um, and you can either carry those into a fight and equip them from your menu or they'll just be, uh, scattered about the arena and you end up doing a lot of, uh, beating people with street signs or, um, what I like doing is, uh, swinging bicycles around. The bicycle swinging is phenomenal. (laughs) Like it is, if you want to hit people with bicycles, this is your game. Like, and I never knew that I did, but like, it makes me want a bicycle, like a, like a, uh, Dave Mira fighting game. (laughs) You know, like, you know, they, they both at the end of the, the, you know, the tournament, the vert tournament, they jump off their bikes and <laughs> duel with them. Um, Dave Muir is fighting bikes. Yeah, like, exactly. Fight bikes. Like it, I'm way into it. Um, it's a, and the thing about having them in your inventory um, versus picking things up off the ground is that uh, everything is interruptible. So the big advantage I found to having like a, a cache of weapons in my inventory is that I didn't have to pick them up. Mm-hmm. Like it would just appear in my hand, whereas a lot of times running to pick up a bike or running to pick up a sign, especially once gun enemies are introduced, just meant yeah. you'd get interrupted and you wouldn't be able to get it. Yeah, yeah. You have to pick it up. You have to turn around like in real time. Like you have like a, I would say like probably like two times the turning radius of Kingsfield 4, <laughs> um, you know, but it's not it's not great. You know, it's right, better than Kingsfield yeah. 4, but you still turn around pretty slowly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it was a cool it was a cool mechanic, like be able to just whip out this thing out of your jacket. Mm hmm. You know, yeah. And also like picking stuff up in the middle of a fight um, is uh, prone or uh, vulnerable to all of the clunkiness that we mentioned before. Like yes. sometimes it would be tapping, tapping the circle button and then somebody will be just close enough for you to initiate a grab as opposed to picking up that that bottle. Yeah. You know, on the ground. Yeah. The, the same button or like your camera would just face away. Like I would, you know, the number of times I picked up a bike and just swung it at nothing, <laughs> you know, is is is, uh, is many times. Yeah, it, it is. It is a big number. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so every fight, uh, nets you experience, um, and these can be funneled into, um, different, uh, different stats, spirit, technique, and body. And so this is how you exert some customization over the way, uh, Kiryu fights. Yes. Uh, but the, the level up, uh, the kind of curve is very similar to, um, you know, the, as they go up, they take more for that stat, yeah. but your experience level stays the same. So you're kind of incentivized to keep them relatively even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it takes a thousand to do the level two for any of them, and then it takes 3,000 to go to level three. Um, you know, you're going to get to that 1,000 HP and be able to level up a stat you didn't level up way quicker. Yeah. You know, so I kept them relatively even. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it kind of felt like it was more about which, which one do I want first, mm-hmm. not which one do I want. Right. You know, at all. Yeah. I kept them even to, even until about like level three when I noticed that things would just be kind of incremental. Um, mm-hmm. And then I and then I pumped body as quick as I could. 
I put body most of my points in the body as well. Yeah. Like I wanted to, I wanted survivability. I, I wanted those gains. Yeah. Yeah. yeah me too. <laughs> but yeah, uh, spirit relates to stuff with your heat meter. Um, that one I didn't see an awful lot of use for, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, technique uh, gives you new combos, incredibly useful. Uh, and then body is uh, your health bar, and then also those recovery moves that we mentioned. It takes less tapa 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 to either do a throw or recover from a, a throw. Yes. Yeah. And 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 lest anybody like say like, oh, no wonder you thought the combat was X. You didn't put any points into spirit and and uh, technique. I did. Yeah. I yeah, just they, did body first. Yeah. By, know, a couple levels of body, then went back. By two thirds through the game, I was you know pretty high level in all of them. Yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. Um, so you do get currency in this game. In addition to XP, you get money. Um, and this can be actually used in shops to buy weapons that you carry around armor, which is like OP. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like it, it doesn't, it's not, doesn't get degrade. No. Uh, and uh, so you're, you're going to want some armor. Um, recovery items or get uh, kind of special items that, um, that are used for side quests and the like. Um, yeah. These are either things that you will use for kind of the miscellaneous side quests. There are a few of them. Mm-hmm. Or primarily um, special items for hostess bars. Yes. Which are a big part of the game. Yeah, uh, that we we didn't do. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did really. like three or four of them, honestly. Yeah, because like they like there are cinematics in there. Like it it is a little bit like a Grand Theft Auto Four kind of thing. Oftentimes you will do them with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and get and get a little bit of uh get a little bit of a glimpse of their character. Um, but yeah, it's it's just not something that I felt compelled to do. Yeah, I just I don't want to I don't want to pretend date in a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, just... you know that that's about this. I mean, again, just with that sense of urgency, it just feels contrast. You know, contrary to like. Yeah. You know, all the, the stuff, the narrative setting up, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, so I didn't do a lot about that, but that is a, that is a big part of this game. If you want to play that dating sim part of it. Yeah. Um, um they're actually non dating side quests. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, and you usually find these just out on the street. You will see, um, NPCs that you can interact with have a, have a green triangle over them. And oftentimes they will want you to, you know, um, resolve a conflict for them, uh, by beating somebody up or, you know, going and fetching, uh, some stuff. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a there's a little bit of variety to this. Uh, from what, my understanding, they get more involved and a little bit uh, kind of more compelling. You know, the, they 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 attract you away from the from the main quest a little bit more later on in the series. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And some of these are kind of cool, but it, the the basic verbs you're doing are always the same. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's like some of the context is good. Yeah. Um, um, there are mini games out in the world as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, these are these are fun. The crane game is kind of a bummer, but I like the batting cages. Yeah, I, I like batting cages in real life. That's yeah. that's how I feel about crane games and, and batting cages IRL. Yeah, well, um, it's just uh, it's it's awesome because like Sega does a really good job at uh, arcadey kind of stuff, and so like that batting cage mini game is uh, is is a good time. Yeah, it's like a, a pretty it's pretty basic. It's like timing based. Yeah, you know, but it, it's it's still fun. And um, there's also uh, slot machines mm-hmm. uh, that you can do. There's a couple other kind of gambling things you can do that. Uh, you know, it's pretty much gambling, right? Yeah, like it, yeah. it has the same kind of kind of things. And to do a hundred percent in this game, you have to do all of this stuff, <laughs> um, all the side stuff, and get all the things out of the uh, the UFO catcher. Yeah, yeah. You know, all those things. And I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, I just wasn't going to. The crane game I actually found intolerable. Like the <laughs> amount of time between attempts. Yep. Um, got infuriating. Yeah, uh, I've I've no. never seen a crane game um inside of a video game that I thought was worth doing. <laughs> No, no, because you don't get anything. No, like it's like don't even get the thing. Like it's a yeah. I don't understand. Um, and I, I I did one until I won. I got this little monkey uh, that had like a bandage on it, and I couldn't figure out what to do with it. Every time I looked at it, my guy would just say like, "Why does he have a bandage?" And I was like, "Is this gonna be? Is this something I need to keep around?" Because we didn't really talk about this, but you have an incredibly limited inventory. Yes, yeah, yeah, like um, and that's nine, a huge bummer. Yeah, like nine regular item slots and three uh, three weapons. 
Yeah. yeah. And and if you're carrying around like these guys who would just like flag me down on the street to give me perfume, it was driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like beat me up so I can give you perfume. No, like I don't, I don't want your perfume. Like I don't like I'm going to have to go make a trip to go sell this. Like yeah. <laughs> leave me be. Um, so like having this stupid monkey in my inventory, I was like, maybe I need this for a side quest. You know, at that point, I met the little girl. Uh, maybe she'll want it at some point. I didn't really know how it worked until yeah. I went online and looked it up. And it's like, no, it's a completionism thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you're just supposed to put them in your, your case and just that's it. Yep. It's there for someone, but not for me. Yeah. There for someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the development team of this game uh, kind of came from a bunch of different kind of projects at uh, Sega um, and really, really varied. So like Virtua Fighter, three people are on this. Super Monkey Ball people are on this. Um, you know, all kinds of people kind of came together. Yes. For Yakuza. Yeah. Um, and the combat is actually pulled from a game that I had no idea um, even existed uh, for the uh, for the original Xbox called Spike Out, like the developer of this game uh, came hmm. from that and brought over. Like if you go look at the videos like, yeah, that is totally Yakuza combat. Hmm. Spike Out. Spike Out. Um, yeah. Sounds like a volleyball game to me. It does. <laughs> um, and yeah. And so also notable, uh, we are playing the first entry in the series when they came to the U.S., um, and, uh, this is the only one to get a full U.S. uh, voice localization. Um, so it has some relatively big names, at least in voice acting. You have Mark Hamill, uh, Michael Madsen, uh, Eliza, Eliza Dushku. These are names you've heard before. Yeah. And you know, you know, you know all about your Michael's Madsen. Um, the guy who plays the cop is like a character actor. Yeah. yeah um, it's really good. Stuff. Well, a little bit Jimmy, Jimmy Stewarty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he sounds like he's from kind of central casting, and like this is a controversial thing. And and when I said this online, like you know, everyone, oh, people people you know, probably took a shit because you liked yeah, it. I, I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like I like uh, I like Michael Madsen's performance in this. Uh-huh. I like it being kind of outsized and super cheesy. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea is like later it maybe gets you know not quite as serious, but to have all these kind of like character, like mostly character actors, yeah. you know, really recognizable voices, but not. Uh, you know, like they're they're they kind of play a part, right? Like Michael yeah. Madsen's always kind of Michael Madsen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's the opposite of a character actor. Um, <laughs> but the uh, you know, to have all these kind of these these archetype actors like really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. you know, and and the the fact that the game is so cinematic and there's so many there's so much kind of downtime in it, which is usually like I hate that. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons it worked, like if this were subtitled. I would have a harder time with it because I would have to be like reading it the entire time. Yeah, and that yeah. sounds like, I mean, you know, lest anybody come to my house and like throw eggs at me. Like I understand, like I have an okay <laughs> attention span. I get how that sounds. Yeah. Yeah. But like if, if I'm in the middle of like a, you know, four minute long cutscene, like I like to look at my phone, mm-hmm. you know, I listen, but I like take a look at my phone or like, I, I want to look up something about the game. Yeah. It's you know, a... or are you cool? Like you want to take notes or something like that? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, not having to give my full attention to this was a huge advantage. <laughs> Um, and, you know, and again, that sounds bad. No, it's a it actually, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's, it's also like I'll watch if I'm at home, I'm watching a movie. Yeah, right? yeah. Like in a theater, I don't do that. But if I'm at home, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I, like, I'm, it's, I get distracted. I, I, I doodle, you know, things like that. <laughs> and I wouldn't be able to do that if, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean my attention is split. I did yeah. that in class and everything did too and found did fine. Like. It is just uh, uh, that's just how my brain works. Yeah, yeah, you know, and just I, I, I understand, you know, <laughs> why why people would fall on either side of subs and or dubs. You know, if you are used to watching movies in your own language, watching something that is subtitled requires a different, you know, it activates a different part of your brain. So like, yes. um, you know, people talk about this like being bad voice acting, but not bad enough to be like good and entertaining. I thought that it was fine. Like I'm yeah. generally okay with you know PS2, and this is late PS2 era. Uh, I'm generally okay with this era of voice acting, and I think that they did a pretty good job with it. Um, yeah, you know. yeah, I don't think it's actually bad. Like no. it's cheesy, but it's like that's it's what the story is really. 
and we, you know, we'll get to this when we talk about the narrative, but for me, like the story was at its best when it kind of mashed the voice acting, like when it was mm-hmm. a little bit outsized and just real, you know, oh, yeah. uh, kind of dirty Harry mm-hmm. and got less good near the end when it kind of like, I felt like kind of tries to cash some emotional checks, Yes, you know? So for, to my mind, like the, the, the game really matched the kind of quality of the voice acting, which was pulp. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a pulp crime story. Yeah. And that like, it worked really well for me at that level, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? But it's weird that like for fans of the series, that's like a huge down, you know, that's a yeah. bummer. Um, there, there's something that probably actually accounts for this. Uh, the trailers for the game were actually done with scratch tracks. And so hmm. a lot of people's first impression of it, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that everybody who hates the voice acting only watch the trailers. Uh, you know, these yeah. are people who have played, who play the game and like the series and stuff, but like it does, you know, like that can actually set a tone for a reputation on this yeah. and scratch, you know, like look at the name scratch tracks. They are not meant to be final. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, Huck rocks at us if you want, but like it, it, it was, it was fine. Like it, it did yeah, not it, like dra- drag away. That doesn't mean that doesn't make me less excited to go on to the rest of the series, um, you know, and play something that is subtitled. Um, I and, mean, me either. Right. Like yeah. I, I, I will check out the other stuff. Yeah. For going into it, though, it, it, it eased me in. I felt. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Um, so this was actually a, a huge project for Sega. Like this is a this is a big game, you know, very cinematic, lots of voice actors, huge world. Um, lots of, you know, kind of interacting pieces and parts. Um, and so Sega actually partially funded this uh, with product placement throughout the game's world. Um, and that's not really apparent in the U.S. release just because, hey, different cultures, different products. They don't have like yeah. Coca-Cola machines all over the place. No, it just, it just looks like ambience yeah. to me because I don't read the language. Yes. So um, we mentioned this a couple of times. There's a remake of this coming out uh, actually like relatively soon. I think like yeah. end of summer. It's like August 2017. Yeah. 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 Uh, Yakuza, uh, Yakuza Kiwami is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, in, in retrospect, I kind of wish I had waited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, like I still enjoyed myself yes. with this, but like not having that clunk would have been pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but if you're, if you're playing, this is a weird thing where like, um, and this is kind of getting ahead spoiler territory, but something like this is a game we're doing for the show that I really liked, mm-hmm. um, despite having some issues. Um, I don't recommend playing it. Yeah. Like, you know, I like it a lot, but I think you should play the remake and then play later games in the series. Mm-hmm. Like, play the better version of this. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, just, a, just a weird little fluke of timing. Like, I knew nothing really about the series, um, you know, up until the time we started playing it. And then mm-hmm. the game made enough of a sales case for me that, like, before I even finished, I ordered Yakuza 2 and Yakuza 0. I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> give me, give yeah. me all of it. <laughs> Um, so this game, uh, did spawn a massive franchise, uh, with, uh, some spinoffs. Like there is an undead, <laughs> like a zombie, like a zombie version spinoff, uh, that came to, uh, came to America. It's like Yakuza dead souls or something. Uh, hmm. the, the most recent, uh, here in America is a prequel, uh, Yakuza zero. Um, and then Yakuza six is already out in Japan. And I think it's going to come out like early next year here in America. And everyone loves Yakuza zero. Yes. Like, you know, games, Twitter is like flip their shit over it. And in any other game, you know, year for games, like people would still be talking about it. I feel like, yeah, it's just, we're in this weird embarrassment of riches where like, <laughs> I feel constant shame and <laughs> embarrassment about not being able to get the games I want to play. <laughs> what did we do to deserve this? It's a, uh, yeah, it's, I feel like I'm being, we're being softened up for something. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's like, we're going to get invaded by yeah. aliens or something that are coming in through game devs we, to like, it's just like, we just wanted you to be comfortable in your last days. <laughs> yeah, just, I, well, they'll, they'll they'll jump in like a you know a, a spaceman, a Mars attacks will jump into my room mm-hmm. with a ray gun, 
and I'll get up to like fight him. I'll like grab my bat or something. And he'll be like, you haven't finished Hides of Numenera. And then I'll like look over at my computer and then zap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you haven't played near one yet. <laughs> you know, and then that'll be Let alone near automata. <laughs> yeah. You're garbage. Um, and then it will, it will just destroy me. Yeah. Like, you know, so it's a yeah. good, good job. Alien overlords. Like <laughs> you did it. You finally found a way, a plan that worked. Yep. Get them through their steam backlogs. <laughs> it's a weak point. Um, yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about the plot, Cole. And we're not going to go through the whole plot because standard, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is a very narrative game. Yes, exactly. Um, so all the mysteries and character changes, you know, can't really be summarized up front. Uh, there are a couple things that you should know. You know, this is a game that is very steeped in Yakuza custom and tradition. Um, something you need to know is that the city's uh, underworld is ruled by the Tojo clan, which is kind of this umbrella conglomeration of a bunch of different subsidiary families. And there is some real Game of Thrones type shit going on in order to, you know, get the chairmanship for it. Yes. Yeah. These people kind of vying for power. Um, and and also should be noted, like if you're intimidated by like the amount of backstory mm-hmm. that you might need. Again, this is like. This is going to be a thing where I feel like this is the game that I liked and people are going to say I'm liking it for the wrong reasons, right? Because, like, <laughs> there's the voice acting thing. Another thing is uh, there's a lot of different families in this. Yeah. I'm not going to say I understood at any given – like, every given time who was who and what I what their relation was. Right, right. right. You can kind of unfocus your eyes and still get a lot of enjoyment out of this. Yeah. Uh, and because it does hit those kind of, like, crime mobster beats, like those, those, like, pulp beats. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would figure out through context sometimes, like – you know, a couple minutes in, you're not minutes, but like, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds into a cutscene, it all come, kind of come back to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, but there, there's kind of a truth to uh, playing something that's not in your first language where there's just going to be a lot of names that your brain doesn't immediately recognize as names. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, again, I don't, I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it just, it doesn't read like a name to me when I first hear it. So I, it's harder for me to make those associations. It's a real conscious thing, right? Like you, have, I, you have to see, you have to see them referred to by name, all the cameras on their face, you know, yes. several times in order to understand like, okay, that is who this character is. Yes. You know, whereas if it would be like the Johansson family or something, it's just my brain instinctually is like, that's a name, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's, I just, I don't speak the language. So, uh, that was, you know, could have been a problem and I could have like, you know, if this were, uh, a less kind of pulpy plot, that would have been a problem, I think, yeah, for me. Yeah. But the fact that it just kind of hit those, like, kind of crime beats, you yeah. know, it's like it's it's Dirty <laughs> Harry and a little bit Chinatown and a little bit like, you know, uh, uh, like a, a, a what's its head. I'm thinking of a, a Chow Yun Fat movie that is escaping <laughs> my name right now. But like the it just kind of hit. It was very familiar. So you can kind of unfocus your eyes. You do need to know this stuff, but don't yeah, be intimidated yeah. by it, I guess, and, is my point. And by about five hours, then you know who the major players are. Um, yes. Even even like. Pull, pulling out a little bit from the cultural side of this you're also looking at just like ra- random random dudes <laughs> just yeah. like, like people in suits who are all kind of doing some very similar stuff um yeah you know with a couple of exceptions of like oh that person is, is designed to be a boss because i'm supposed to see them move <laughs> in yeah. that outfit yeah yeah you know and even if even if there wasn't that kind of cultural difference there's just the fact that this is also a ps2 level fidelity mm-hmm as well. So some of the more subtle differences, like if you see somebody at a glance mm-hmm. and they have the same haircut as someone else, like yeah. pretty tricky if they're running in the background or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but over the course of this, I, I like, I kind of found my footing and I got, I got yeah. like way into the family politics and stuff. Yeah. You get, you eventually get it. Yeah. You know, um, so the, one of the more like kind of, uh, a character that I had no problem with because, uh, primarily because of the voice performance, oh, yeah. um, is the main character, Akazume Kiro, as we mentioned, um, who worked for the Jojima clan, uh, Dojima clan, 
for most of his life, but is also loyal to an elder statement statesman from uh, Fuma. Fuma. Yeah. Um, some terms that you probably should know about this uh, that they they kind of throw around without any any sense of uh, uh, you know they they assume you know this. Yeah. Um, Oyabun, which means the uh, the father or boss uh, in this context. And a Nikki, which means older brother. Yes, I, I'm sorry to, to to correct you on that. I just want to make sure Oyabun uh, for Oyabun. Uh, for father or boss and Anaki uh, for older Anaki. brother. Um, they they uh, <laughs> there are several several characters who are referred to um, by these honorifics or titles. I'm not yeah. sure if they're honorifics, um, but they are different people. Um, it just it is about like which particular family you're talking about. Yeah, is, like I don't mind you correcting me, but now that you've opened the door, that like it's going to be people who flip out about. <laughs> bad pronunciation of japanese words yeah sorry it just um, just understand and like yeah the, like the, the localization does some weird things with like first name and family name order like that is always strange when it comes over to uh america um so if we refer to a character by their family name um understand please um and also we're no by no means experts in japanese culture so if we if we goof up on some stuff you know it is not out of disrespect it is just because you know we're new with this yeah i mean i'm not going to pronounce anything right yeah. And it's, I'm not, I'm not setting out not to, I just, I just know that I won't. And I'm not, you know, don't at me about it. Cause it's yeah. like, I mean, it's not, again, it's not because I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm not, I'm not good at it. So, um, we start out here with chapter one, the fate of a traitor. Yes. Um, and this is a prequel. It's like a flashback. It's October 1st of 1995. Um, and, you know, after this establish- establishing shot of somebody being beaten up for their money in this alley, um, we see that the police are coming for our main character who killed a man uh, that is holding a ring that says Yumi. So, like, we have seen this, uh, um, you know, the aftermath of this crime that has been committed. Yes. Yeah. And then and then we flash back to see, you know, so it's starting actually at the moment and then we're going to see how that happened. Um, we go back to the previous day uh, where Shinji, Shinji uh, thanks Aniki for uh, Aniki. I'm I'm not going <laughs> to worry about it. So don't, you don't correct me, Cole. And then also anybody who's listening, please don't correct me. Okay. Like it's too late. Yeah. Right. So I might, I might get, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to try to do it correctly, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to re-record the podcast after like six weeks in pronunciation camp or anything. So <laughs> right. um, Shinji and uh, thanks Aniki. Uh, for coming along uh, on the the collection, the kind of job, yeah. um, you know, if you don't pay your debts, I'm what you get. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of your tutorial setting up your your place in this uh, this mob family. Yeah, you're going and shaking down people for debts. Yep. Yeah. And so, like, you know, you're looking at this place that is lending money to criminal outfits that uh, doesn't pay any interest. This is peace finance, and like, you go into this office building, and all of a sudden, here you are in this combat tutorial. Um, you know, just roughing people up you know, seriously hospitalizing them. Yeah. You, you, uh, if you like, uh, putting people in traction, like this is the game for you because that's what happens. Yep. Also, Um, if you like punching people in dicks. Yeah. You do do get to punch in the dick and a lot of just wall slams. Like, just like, again, and I can't, uh, I mentioned this in the generalities, but I can't really uh, emphasize enough how good the uh, kind of kinesthetics are Yeah. to this. All those wall slams, all those dick punches, um, <laughs> the overhead uh, attack, like the uh, the real basic combo that knocks people down. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels so good uh, in your hands. It just has such a huge like audiovisual impact that just like, man, mm, yeah. get them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's uh, like, it, it feels incredibly good. 
Um, you know, and it only gets a little bit better as you start getting different uh, kind of scenarios and moves, um, you know, yeah. to pile on top of it. Uh, so Shinji, who is your Anaki, you know, after you get this money, you know, starts talking about like, hey, you know, Kazuma, you want to start your own family. Like that is his, you know, it's three days before retirement uh, kind of moment. Like he's got big plans, you know, to, to, to rise up through the ranks. Yeah. 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 Like we're going to we're going to make it big. We're going to go out to California, Mr. Homer. Um, <laughs> after you, you head out in the alley and there's a, uh, a fight, you know, a guy picks a fight with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is alley. an important character. Like he's one of the primary characters in. um Yakuza Zero. This is a, uh, um, I think, uh, Mashima Goro, um, mm. the, the patch guy with the with the orange jacket. Uh, this is the yeah. character who is voiced by Mark Hamill in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which makes sense for him to be voiced by by Mark Hamill. <laughs> um, so, so this guy uh, kind of confronts you and starts, uh, you know, you get you get kind of accosted in the street. You do this fight, um, and then uh, this this character who shows up with the eye patch um, says like, "Hey, you did not know this was the dragon of the Dojima clan." Um, you know, and start beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And uh, you eventually stop him. Uh, like, <laughs> hey, this is unnecessary. You don't have to, you know, kill your subordinate because he disrespected me. He's learned his lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of a nice bit of characterization right away where it's like, you know, you're not a vengeful <laughs> asshole. Yeah. We, we, I mean, you know? just like we, we act with honor here, you know, yeah. a, a very, uh, <laughs> it is, it is a different but strict uh, definition of honor. Yeah. He's yeah. tough but fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, you have this nice little peaceful scene where you meet kind of what what is Kazuma's real family. You know, not Yakuza, but like kind of this brother and sister that you have, um, Nishiki, uh, who's kind of a kind of a real soft boy, um, and also Yumi, who's uh, you know like very much like in the in the role of a sister for this. Yeah, yeah. and you're yep. just at this bar called Serena, uh, throwing some back, and it's a very kind of like serene montage. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. So as you, you're kind of doing this, and this is something where like, uh, and you, know, I, I was going to ask how you feel about this, Cole. Mm-hmm. Where like, because most of the game is about after this kind of prequel chapter, mm-hmm. um, this kind of sets up the the relationships. Do you think that this game would be stronger if it was not something where the game kind of like just immediately told you, you know, if if you got a chance to kind of live in this world and care about the characters that kind of the rest of the game kind of fulcrums upon. You know, more than this, like, I feel like, like spend more time in the prologue to see what life is like and see how important both of these to get characters the player are. to care yeah, about yeah. them. Because you know, I didn't I didn't know who these people were. Like I, I had been introduced to so many characters, you know, so quickly that uh, so much of the kind of back half of the game is reminding me of like I felt like it was kind of reminding me of things I never got a chance to feel. Yeah. yeah. You know, that like my character did. And I just I had to kind of a, I think this prologue is a little weird. Mm-hmm. I wish it was weighted because uh, there's definitely stuff. We'll get to this, but there's stuff I would cut out of the main game. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like twenty percent too long. Uh, <laughs> but I would put a little extra time here. Yeah. Um. You know, and and rather than do this in a montage, like really let me feel it. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I would. I would definitely say that's probably worthwhile. Um, specifically with, with like with Nishiki, like after Kazuma comes back from comes back from prison, you know, he, he uh, Nishiki has done you know gone, gone through a, a tremendous kind of change you know, change mm-hmm. of heart, you know, you know, because of the events that kind of led to, to Kazuma going to prison, which we're going to get to here shortly um, with, with, with you. I, th- I think it's, it applies more to Yumi as well, because like we're meant to feel her loss and the fact that she is gone in a, a, a you know, in a very acute kind of way, um, yes. you know, and especially in the very final act, you know, once we, once we uncover who she is and what she's been doing, um, I, you know, you said earlier that it attempts to cash some emotional checks that it probably doesn't have enough funds to, uh, to, you know, to clear. Um, that's what I, I'm referring I, to. Yeah. Like, like specifically with Yumi, I, I would like to see more of that. 
yeah, it, it it didn't work for me. Yeah. Like this game didn't uh, at the time, you know, when this game wanted me to feel like a badass, mm -hmm. you know, it worked. And when it wanted me to be intrigued by these kind of like Game of Thrones politics, it worked. When it tried to touch my heart, it didn't. Right. And I think that a lot of that can really be traced back to this this prologue that is very brief. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To kind of get you into the action, which is like, that's fine if that's the kind of game or, you know, that's the kind of story you want to tell. But then it suddenly becomes not the story they want to tell. It felt like. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's very kind of fast paced in the beginning and then just slows way down. Um, so, you know, you have this kind of montage that, that substitutes for a lot of emotional development, I feel like. <laughs> um, and as, after you, uh, you hang out, you swing by, uh, Fuma's office to drop off this money. Uh, Fuma tells you to visit the orphanage that Yumi, Nishiki, and you had come from the yes. sunflower orphanage, uh, is where you guys all grew up. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like that is why you are family is because you all came from the same, you know, from the same place. Right. Yes. Um, and, then, and one of the reasons why the emotional development isn't there is because from functioning GFs, uh, or uh, you, you no yeah. longer, uh, you no longer have your memories. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, I'm yeah. happy you made that joke because I was going to later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry, so I'll just scratch that off my list. I also no, no, said functioning instead of junctioning. So no, like fine. Just... you still have a chance to do it right. <laughs> okay, my drop a marker. Forward. Okay. No, three, two, one. Hey Gary, don't you mean junctioning? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay. You know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this is just more exposition, right? Setting up uh, all of this stuff uh, to, to to kind of lay it out. Um, because setting it up to lay it out. Sorry, I'm just trying to get to the next point. It truly is the zeitgeist of our times. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it, like it, 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 it like this is a lot of cinematic. Like we're not in the gameplay heavy part uh, portion of this. Um, yeah. But like this piece is broken because um, Dojima, you know, your Oyabun has kidnapped Yumi. Right. Like Shinji calls you like saying, hey, something weird is going on. Um, and Nishiki is off to rescue him by herself or by himself, rather. And he's got kind of a crazy look in his eye. Like Nishiki is very attached to uh, Yumi in a way that uh, uh, you are not. Yeah. He had a longer prologue. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Fuma tells you not to go, but you disobey him and you go anyway. Yeah. And uh, when you get there, you find that Nishiki has killed uh, Dojima yep. uh, because he was going to hurt Yumi. Yes. Um, yeah. Killed him with a gun, kill like, like shot him in front of Yumi. Yes, which is a huge deal. Like that's something that like you have to kind of trust the the kind of cultural implication of that. Yeah, Tr trust you know, the like like when a gun breaks the breaks into the scene. Like, and that is something that I think actually works pretty well. Like you know, it, like it's not until like government agents get involved that the that that guns are commonplace. Um, and if it, you want to buy a gun from the black market, it is one of the most expensive things you can get. It's not just the the gun, but also just the you know killing your master. Yes. Kind of thing. Like this is the kind of thing that's not uh, portrayed with this kind of gravity in actual like Western mob movies. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it's not, uh, you know, that that's a, it's a big deal, but it's not as big a deal. Yeah. Like this is, this is literally the worst thing you can do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, like um, this, this is so bad that, you know, Kazuma goes into damage control and understands that like Nishiki can't handle this heat. Right. Like, yeah. like he is, he is not meant for this. Like he needs to be around for his ill sister. Right. And yes. so, like, he says, all right, we're, we're, we're going to have to take care of this. Um, I'll, <laughs> I'll climb into the driver's seat. And when the cops show up, yep, it's going to be. Yeah, I was driving. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so you're interrogated by a police detective, uh, Date. And, um, you know, he asked me why I gave a ring to Fuma. Or no, no, no. He, I asked him to give this ring to Fuma, like the y Yumi's ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, uh, and apologize. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, so you're in prison at this point. 
um, Shinji visits you to give you an order of expulsion, which uh, I guess is what it sounds like. Yeah. Like it's, you know, you're out, buddy. Um, yeah, like you're excommunicated, like you're, you're no longer yeah. part of the family, um, you know, and like this actually does, you know, resonate. Like you don't need the cultural um, uh, kind of uh, connotations to understand. Like you're cut off from everybody that you knew and your entire system of support. And yes. also like you would not get, you're in prison, you will not get any protection. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and, uh, and Fuma is actually taking over, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the Dojima family. Um, we find out that, uh, Yumi actually lost her memory, um, after the shooting from the trauma and went missing from the hospital, uh, there. And this is, this is such a huge exposition dump here at the end of the chapter. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, like th th things are going to get smoother. It'll be less us just recounting things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a weirdly, it's a weirdly paced story in the beginning. It's very fastly, you know, fast paced. And then it kind of slows down and gets weird and. You know, yes. it's not perfect in that respect. It keeps you going. Like, it's good, but it's not perfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then there's the requisite prison fight. Like, there are a lot of hands that are stabbed with forks. <laughs> a mm -hmm. lot of heads bashed in with trays. Yeah. But which, yeah. Which I'm down. And, and also a lot of, like, orderly. All right, well, let us make a, let's make an arena uh, out of these tables. I was expecting to spend more time in the jail, actually. Yeah, me too. Uh, kind of after this. Like, yeah, it was just like, oh, this is kind of cool because... They made a big deal about how you'd get no protection, you know, in jail. But I guess this is it. This is the the no protection, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool idea, you know, to explore. And they don't really do that. Not that the, what they explored instead is bad, but right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. But like the new chairman, uh, Chairman Sarah, has sent hitmen in to take care of you with forks. Yes. Yeah. And he's the third chairman, so there are multiple. It's like a cello in high school. Like there's the first chairman. <laughs> The second yeah. chair, the third chair, like it is, uh, you know, there are different degrees. Oh, no, it's um, it, like he is not the uh, like it's not like third string. Like he, he is the third in the line of, uh, oh, okay. of, of of the people, because like uh, something very important after Sarah dies is like who is going to be the fourth chairman. Like that is the uh, that is the power vacuum that is locked. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I misunderstood that. Yep. I think I think I knew that he was going to secede him, but I thought that you seceded in that line. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like 10 years pass. <laughs> Kazuma does not age a day. Yeah, everyone um, calls him old man though, <laughs> which is, which is not like a thing. No. You know, he doesn't look old at all. No, no, yeah. there, there's no gray on the temples or anything. Yeah. Um, which I imagine if I was in prison, I would age very quickly. That seems like a very stressful, horrible life. Oh yeah. 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 But yes. Um, so like you, you get your parole and you know, Fuma has sent you a letter and there's the super ominous scene of you know like back at uh tojo clan headquarters of chairman sarah walking along and people bowing to him like there is an ominousness about the tojo clan now that you're on the outside yeah yeah um you know you, know, you find out uh nishka nishki has started his own wing of the family um and he's called an emergency chairman meeting uh he says that the clan's money in the bank is gone yeah it's like a like hundred hundred billion yen or something like that yeah um, and so then you hear from uh, Fuma, who uh, tells you to meet him uh, at a bar called Stardust, which is run by somebody named Kazuki. Yes. There. And so, like, this is the first time where you are set down in a larger part of this of uh, this neighborhood trying to find um, Stardust, which in reality is just across the street from Serena. But, like, Kazuma's here, and everything is kind of different from, you know, when he went in. It's 2005. Everybody has cell phones now. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, at a certain point, somebody gives him a phone and says, hey, you know, even 10-year-olds have them. <laughs> yeah yeah and that, that that kind of mana time angle is kind of interesting yes in this you know like that falling from grace and then also you know being gone yeah yeah 
But like this is where you start getting into like random fights. I love the um the little title screen that pops up because it gives you like the title and sometimes the names of the people that you're <laughs> that you're going up against are, uh, are are pretty entertaining. So like here, this you know this first kind of street fight that you get into outside of the bar is against punk ass Abe. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. And he is a punk ass. Yeah, yeah. The uh, I love those two. I love the music that uh, the, oh, the kind so of battle good. music in this. Yeah. The the music is generally great. Oh, it's awesome in in this game. Yeah, it's really really good. Yeah, um, super super impressed. Yeah, I kind of envy you yeah. this at it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it'll. I mean, it'll, I'll, I'll put in uh, you know quite a bit of it because it is uh, it's it's weirdly it's like cinematic but also um, not like bland. It's like action <laughs> cinematic. Yeah, and not like in the way like the Bourne movies are or anything. It's not kind of frenetic in that way. Right, right. Um, you know, it's 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 early two thousands. <laughs> is what it is um you know early mid 2000s and and that's yeah. great yeah there's only one bad track that i couldn't that i couldn't stand and it's uh appropriate because we're right outside of where it plays in stardust like that weird electric clash like oh like, yeah yeah just that that weird percussion track that is just the same three seconds repeated over and over again no thank you that was the Battletoads pause music you just did. Yeah. I, so you're, you're I, I thought about that halfway through. I like yeah. the, I like the Battletoads pause music. Well, that's the line. Like, it's like, <laughs> are you a Battletoads boy or a Stardust boy? <laughs> I'm a BTB. <laughs> yeah. You're a switch hitter. Um, yeah. The, I'm uh, a BTB who's DTF. <laughs> you're a BTB who's DTF. Um, yeah. uh, I've always said that about you. And <laughs> But I would correct people who got it wrong. Yeah, I do. I do this. I, I do this podcast with the BTB who's DTF. <laughs> like, One thing you got to know about Cole Ross. Yeah, yeah, he's a BT. <laughs> um, yeah, I just start using belt, incorporating battletoads into like love language and sex language and stuff. Mm, okay. Like I, I think I feel like that those are they're ready to make not the specific battle toads. Like you don't want to be like, yeah, baby, treat me like I'm zits. Yeah. You know, you don't want to do that, but like just being like, you know, I'm gonna fuck you like a battle toad. <laughs> you know, like that, that kind of thing. I think there's <laughs> it's so upsetting. <laughs> but if you if you imagine in a Trent Reznor voice. Oh yeah. Okay. Then maybe it's kind of like sexy in a cool like hot topic way. <laughs> No. <laughs> I think you just contradicted yourself. Yeah. No, I, th I thought you were yeah. about to say like, oh, we need to bring Battletoads back into more conversation. I was about to say like, yeah, enough time has passed since 4chan like made that its thing about Battletoads oh. getting a remake or whatever. But no, nothing dies anymore. What is up with 4chan and frogs, man? I don't know. Like, get off the frogs. Yeah, frogs are great. <laughs> get like, well, back they used off to my be. frogs. Yeah, they used to be. Yeah. Now they're nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I miss you, frogs. <laughs> Hop on back into my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't know that my love for you croak. Um, so where were we? Um, we, um, we? We were getting into Stardust. There's also a note like the fact that you're walking around with this snazzy suit. You know, everybody says like you couldn't be more Yakuza if you tried. Like just yeah. the, like you, you have that look. I have no idea how the Yakuza are regarded in Japanese culture um but like there is a hostility and people generally fear you because they know yeah. you know <laughs> what kind of what kind of cloud you walk under yeah yeah i think that they're generally considered to be people you could fight and then give perfume to yeah so based on <laughs> you're the looking game, to get rid of this perfume yeah i just give it to them so much of it yeah um yeah and the, the uh, i think it's actually like you know the fact that uh that you brought that up that it is how he kind of looks um i think is a really kind of great characterization mm -hmm. moment because, uh, you know, he's not like such a, a big swing and dick 
you know, kind of character, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's not uh, so full of machismo. There's like, it's all quiet confidence and it all comes through in the performance. Like yeah. the voice acting for Kazuma is, is really, really phenomenal. Yeah. I think really uh, charismatic. Yeah. Super charismatic. Like just real badass, real, you know, uh, uh, how many times he catches a fist <laughs> in this, which is like the coolest thing you can do. Oh, like course. somebody's about to punch somebody you can catch their fist. Like <laughs> it's a very cool thing to do. Um, he does that all the time and it just kind of works. And he wouldn't change the suit because, you know, it's everyone else's problem. Like, yeah, you know, it would it would, you know, going undercover would be great. You know, like keeping a lower <laughs> profile would be smart. Yeah. But he's not smart. He's badass. And he's, <laughs> he is the cop that can't be stopped. Except he's you know, not a cop. He's, you know, he's he's a criminal. Right. But he's, he's more or less super crim. You know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Super crim <laughs> sounds vaguely dirty to me, actually. Super crim? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's because it kind of sounds like super quim, <sighs> you know, and that that's like, that's like a it's like a kid's brothel, <laughs> like, like brothel for children. Many like, Toys R Us font with like the backwards, <laughs> like, the backwards R and super super yeah. R, yeah. yeah, super quim, mm. gross. Wish you hadn't. Um, yeah, I know. It's, it's happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the but the family is kind of uh, reconfigured since you've been gone. So Fuma has taken uh, Kazuki under his wing. And, you know, uh, the big news and the thing that you hear people kind of talking about on the street was the fact that uh, Chairman Sarah was killed last night and all of the families are going to be fighting for power, um, presumably even at this funeral that is about to take place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this is that power vacuum yeah. that kind of uh, drives the events. Uh, yeah. forward so, so like, um you, you get out of prison and immediately shit starts getting real again yeah you get, you get drawn back in yeah yeah of course because it's a because it's a crime movie yeah um so as you're hanging out in this place the shumi family uh kind of interrupts this whole this whole area or this whole this whole kind of scene mm -hmm. um to kind of shake down the bar for money and uh again this is a thing where you know your character does you don't give them money you know like <laughs> don't do this like um you're willing to, to take out these dudes. Yeah. Um, you know, in order to, uh, to fight and then kind of narratively Shinji rescues you. Yes. Shinji, you're, you're Anaki from the, from the beginning. And, you know, yes. like he was kind of a goof before in the 10 years he's gotten hard. And in fact, yeah. you know, he is under, under orders from Fuma to go and work and believe in Nishiki's family. Like he has been, he has been put undercover to like, keep an eye on where, where things are happening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like Nishiki is the one who betrayed the family is what everybody is saying, you know, and Shinji says like, Hey, you know, you need to understand that when you meet him again, like it's not the same. Yeah. There we go. Which we'll find out. Um, in, in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't like, you don't get um, a face to face with, with Nishiki. And so like, let's say 75% of the way through the game. Yeah. It's quite a ways. Yeah. First we have to do a uh, chapter three funeral Ooh. of fists. Yeah. Uh, which is a good name for a chapter, even though it's a bad chapter. Yeah, it's not a great uh, chapter. Um, and this is very much a product of its time being around 2005. Hey, why don't we just have a stealth mission? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's leaning into those kind of adventure game aspects of this thing, which are underdeveloped and like right. not particularly good. Right. right. Like it's, I like not having to fight my way through every problem. But like mm -hmm. when you actually tie any mechanics into it, it doesn't work. Right. It's either a boring fetch or it's this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So it's a nod toward kind of having a little bit of variety, which is the thing that the series as a whole is praised for, right? You know, working, you know, kind of having all these different elements under the same, under the same kind of roof, having not experienced the rest of the series, I can't actually say if that is true. Here, it feels very underbaked. My understanding is like one of the big ways that the series has a variety, though, is by developing that side stuff. Yeah. So it's all opt in. 
you know, it's not this, this kind of mandatory, like now you're doing a driving mission. Now you're doing a stealth mission. Um, I think every time this game kind of strays away from its core kind of fighting mechanics, mm-hmm. which again are, are pretty flawed, but when it strays away from those gameplay wise, it never works. Right. Like other than the batting mini game, you know, the, the batting cage <laughs> mini game is good, but like the driving section that comes later is horrendous. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. I think that's terrible. Yeah. Um, I think this uh, is pretty bad too. Virtua cop wasn't even good. Like in its time. Yeah, like, and, 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 it, and it's, and you, sir, no virtual cop. Like, it's, um, so this, uh, like, narrative stuff that happens here is cool. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's like, it's a cool story. It's just like what we actually have to do sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we, we start out with this kind of cutscene. The, the Oyabun, uh, Oyabun is, uh, getting his head shaved. Yeah. And he's, he's talking about, so he knows, uh, Kazuma is back in town. Yeah. And this is, we'll take off that fucking suit. <laughs> this, this is Michael Madsen's character. I, I, when I was taking notes, I only put him down as Oyabun. Uh, but I need to actually look and see what family he's from. Yeah, I don't. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, this but... is uh, this is uh, Futoshi Shimano. Okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Shimano. Yep. So yeah, this is uh, th- this is kind of a mover and shaker and kind of a kind of a big tough. Um, you know. So yes, bald head, uh, <laughs> very uh, very roughneck kind of guy. Um, yeah. So Michael Madsen you're... character. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. Um, so uh, what's his what's his name? Uh, Shinji starts giving you the rundown saying like, hey, uh, this, the, this this funeral is going to be a who's who of, you know, all of these, you know, of all, of all these families. And everybody is pissed at you still for, you know, betraying, you know, for betraying Dojima. So, like, if, if you're caught, act like you're paying your respects, but really don't get caught. Yeah. And, and the reason you're going to this is to meet Fuma. Yes. Right. So, like, I mean, it, it's it's worth the risk. You're not just going to you know, in order to fuck shit up, even though that's what ultimately ends up happening. Oh, of course. Um, so this is the stealth section that I think really sucks, yeah. um, where you have to kind of get into the funeral. I'm um, into this back area. The tricky part is, is that the, uh, everyone is just dressed in a black suit because of mm-hmm. the funeral. Yeah. And certain members are actual, you know, people on the lookout for troublemakers. Uh, and they, uh, they will find you. They kind of patrol back and forth. If you stand back and watch, you can see which people are just walking back and forth in robot patterns. And those are the people you want to avoid. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're kind of obnoxiously placed. And since they just look like everyone else, it took me a few tries to even know why those people were pulling me out. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I would just kind of walk through the crowd and then somebody would just be like, Hey, <laughs> and chase me. I'm like, why? How, what? You know, like, okay. Uh, and then there's these little adventure game elements you have to do where you have to sign, you have to get like a morning badge and, <laughs> and sign this guest book for the funeral. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and there's a really obnoxious thing where you talk to the guy to do it. And it's really trial and error. Very much so. Because you, you can you you can't lie about what family you're with. But I would thought like you lie about your name. You have to lie about your name. Right. Um, but then when you ask your family, I'm like, oh, I don't want to know what family I'm with. But the one that you make up as a lie says, well, I'm in that family and I don't know you. Get <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Um, you know, you, there's no there's no and you don't fail. It's just you start over and over and over and over. Like this took me a bunch of tries until eventually I just save scummed it. Oh, yeah. And I was playing on emulator and I'm just like, I hate stealth sections in these games and like i'm sick of just starting over and watching these like kind of load screens yeah so you know mercifully i I had a similar situation except i didn't have saves come i was playing this on hardware um Mm -hmm. bought myself a copy of it um you know so i didn't have that luxury fortunately this doesn't come back right like what like what they're using for the stealth is kind of the same the same mechanic of when you're walking down the street and a tough says like hey i want to i want to rough you up The, the 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 controller will buzz and then they will you know, start running after you, um, mm. you know, so like that's what's happening here on the street. You can just go to a different camera angle and they will be gone here. If they, if they, you know, fire up, 
you know, you're, you're, you're kind of done because they're going to get to you and you have to start over again. It's merciful that this doesn't pop back up again, um, which kind of raises the question, hmm, why did they do it once? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's, it's the turret from Dead Space issue, you know, like yeah. that we're going to have this like mechanic that we don't really have developed and we're going to put it in for variety, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't dig it. Um, you get through that part of it, you know, eventually and the rest of the chapter, luckily you don't have to do it again. Right. You know, so not only does it not come back later, but it's not like a stealth chapter. No, it's a, it's a stealth moment, you know? Yeah. Um, so you, you get to the back on um, this heavy from the Omi family kind of pulls you aside. Um, he was sent by Nishiki to watch you uh, or watch out for you here and you fight him uh, on your way back in. Yeah. Um, you take I, him out. I believe this is Terada is the one who has sent after you. Um, this oh, okay. is kind of the, 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 the big guy. Um, who yeah. ends up, uh, who ends up, you know, later on being really important. Um, but yeah, like he, like he roughs you up and, uh, like he is, you know, weirdly working across family alliances, um, you know, with, with Nishiki. So again, something is up when you're in the house and waiting for Fuma, um, you get this nice little kind of breather and a primer on the different, uh, heads of the family. I liked this a lot where you look at the portraits and it actually says mm -hmm. like, Hey, this is this person who is associated with this family. Here's something about this family and what they do. Um, in the, yeah, clan. yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Um, I would there's, I don't think there is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Is there like a glossary or anything you can refer to for this stuff? No, no. In game. So it was, it was I like this too, but I wish that there was a little bit more like, it, this is going to make me sound like a real like whiny snowflake. Right. But like the game's not made for, for, you know, it doesn't ease you into these cultural things. Right. Right. So it, like it doesn't uh, this was like kind of an ac you know, acquiesces to like let you know kind of, uh, you know, what the players are, mm -hmm. you know, but it would have been nice to have a, like I feel like a little bit more of that. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hold your hand with that stuff. Like if I want to keep all of this stuff straight for this first part, like I eventually got it just kind of through osmosis. It was like a, a like a, a what are those immersion school kind of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it would have been like having a thing to reference or a little bit more of this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, by the time I saw this, I was getting my feet under, under me. Um, it mm. would be cool if this information was just a little bit more portable, um, especially if there was like a journal that updated. I say that because I like codexes and stuff like that. So so who knows um, how that would go. Um, but I I didn't. It sounds like I didn't have as much of a problem with it as you did. Yeah, I don't. I, I it wasn't like the entire game was was rough for me, but it took right. me definitely longer than three chapters to really start kind of getting you know names to faces. Yeah. I wish that I had just taken these portraits and put them in my jacket and then they had just taken up five of my inventory slots <laughs> if, and refer to them whatever I wanted. If, if for one chapter, this just turned into the Thomas Crown affair. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you end up talking to Fuma about Yumi um, and out of nowhere, someone snipes him in the chest. Yeah. Oops. Um, the other Tojo clan uh, people kind of come in and they think you've done it again. <laughs> Not like again. You just keep killing. <laughs> you just keep killing your masters. Um, so there's a big fight here until you kind of, uh, you know, cinematically, like uh, Fuma tells you to run, uh, get the 10 billion yen and find Yuma, mm -hmm. Yumi, and you jump out the window. Yeah. Um, and then you do this kind of like running battle to get yeah. away. Um, like this is, you know, several screens of fight. Um, yep. and you know, fortunately there are HP supplements around here. Like there are healing items, you know, strewn about these arenas, which is good because chances are you probably didn't bring a lot with you. Um, it's a bit of an endurance, uh, chapter. Um, but yeah, like this is, this is pretty fun. I think. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Um, I like these running fights that happen and um, there's a few different ones and they're really good where you're kind of overwhelmed. 
but you can run ahead and get some weapons and have time to pick them up to kind of like that, you know, weapons are your only way of uh, doing kind of crowd control Yeah, early yeah. on. Um, so it's pretty great about the, the thing about healing items. And this is, uh, you know, wow, wow, Gary colorblind. Um, the actual store, like the convenience store where you can buy healing items to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the way the map works in this game, um, things that you can actually enter are color different. Uh Oh, uh, that, that color doesn't have enough contrast to look different to me. Oh, wow. So it, uh, I did not know. I was like, why can I not buy healing items? Like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Like I need to be able to buy potions. Yeah. And I looked it up online. Like you can do it. You just have to go to the store. And then I was like, Google, like, where is that store in Yakuza? And someone <laughs> said, what's well, in the middle near the bottom of the map? Yeah. The... I looked at my map. There's nothing that stood out. So I just ended up kind of going door to door until something let me go in. Oh, God. Uh, in that zone. Yeah. Um, Fortunately yeah. for the big stores, the camera changes. But that is still like there's a lot of visual clutter to get through. Yeah. If and you're... this one, I think the camera does uh, change, but you just have to get close enough to it. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't uh, it doesn't do it right away. But there's just like a lot of visual clutter and like getting there and being able to so that ended up you know it solved itself mm-hmm. but there wasn't quite enough contrast and that yeah. i don't think that's a choice that'd be made now you know but it, at the time it, it made it so i didn't have any healing items and didn't know that i could buy healing items mm-hmm. at this point yeah uh yeah. and this was this was a real endurance chapter and the next chapter too i think was also before i found out that yeah. i could do that so I, I spent a couple chapters without that aspect and it was tough yeah um this open so the, the chapter closes with a with a boss fight our first one against shimano um, you know, our big Michael Madsen character, he takes off his shirt and he's got this gigantic back tattoo of a tiger. This is something, um, you know, about the characters, you know, Kazuma has a dragon tattoo on his back, uh, Nishiki has a carp, you know, mm-hmm. and so these are, you know, kind of symbolic about their, you know, their different functions in the story. Yeah. Yeah. And weirdly, this, this boss fight is not only is it like the easiest boss fight in the game, but it's easier than the fights you've been doing up until this point. <laughs> I know, right? Like he's so, I just kind of got him in a corner and hit him a bunch. Yeah. Well, he's, like he, it was really easy. I think he might be the first big guy that you fought and bosses um, fall under different uh, kind of rules anyway. Um, he's very slow. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely slow and doesn't, uh, can't really break out of your combos. No. Like he can block, but eventually you'll just kind of get through him and, and that's it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah, eventually after you beat him, uh, more guys show up. So you, you run away um, and you, uh, you go into it, you get picked up in a car. Yeah. Uh, here. But as you're leaving, you see Nishiki uh, in the crowd. And he's smirking at you. Yeah. Doing, evil. <laughs> do, do, doing the real like, ha ha, I'm the Count Everyone will know Cristo. he's the dog. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, the dog is evil. He shows eyes doing this. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so chapter four um, is where you get an unlikely new friend. So you remember that uh, detective who sounded weirdly like Jim, who sounded weirdly, weirdly like Jamie Stewart. Um, uh, well, he is the person who drove the rescue car. It's Date. And Date is gonna kind of going to be your buddy um, throughout mm-hmm. the entire game. Uh, Date is great. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 really good. Yeah, um, he, he the, the voice actor is is really really phenomenal. It's super pulp, mm-hmm. like old detective, yeah, style. And this is such a like crime movie cliche, like you know the one honorable crook, you know, with the the one uh, the one honest cop. Yeah, with like with the, know, with the one cop who is too honest for the uh, for the yeah. force. Like he has been he has been demoted, I think, from homicide down to down to organized crime. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, you know, he has been keeping an eye on this and kind of was very keenly aware of, uh, of your release. Also, he has been, you know, digging way too deep onto the Dojima investigation, right? Like he is, he has, you know, figured like, Hey, maybe the story we have isn't the real one. And there is something more, uh, going on, you know, especially with, uh, the recent killing of Masasera. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and this is, um, I, you know, to this game's credit, like it kind of, you know, deciding not to engage in uh, a kind of movie cliche. 
I was expecting like there is a little bit about, uh, you know, crooked people on the force. Mm -hmm. The uh, the guy, I can't remember his name, but the guy who starts hounding Date, oh, yeah. him not turning out to be a shitbag was like a genuine surprise. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this this guy's bad. Yeah. Uh, he's not bad. No. Like there, no. there are, you know, the cops end up actually being a force for goodness. It's not just like, you know, yeah. every cop is on the take. <laughs> you know, you have no allies. Yeah, You're the, all alone. The, 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 the city cops are good. Yeah. Um, the, the, <laughs> the FBI is not. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that, uh, that, that comes later. Yeah. Um, so this is where things open up as you decide to really split your duty. So um, Date is going after the 10 billion yen uh, while you are trying to find Yumi because, you know, ever since she disappeared, she has been off the scene. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the first time you can kind of explore. This is when if you want to go uh, do some batting cages, do UFO catcher, mm -hmm. uh, engage in some host club hijinks. <laughs> uh, this is where you can do that. Yeah. Um, mostly I just kind of wandered around exploring the city uh, here and got into a bunch of random encounters. Of course. Um, which is good because I, you know, I was leveling up and, and you know, it's a, uh, I needed to, to get stronger. Yeah. yeah. A, a random encounter is pretty, um, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a little bit more, uh, let's say tolerable or a little bit too, a little bit more tasty when in, like the actual system is fun to engage with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I wasn't just tapping a through this. So it, it, there were definitely times where I got fatiguing, mm -hmm. right? Like I was just like, man, leave me the fuck alone. You know, <laughs> I just want to get to the next beat. And eventually you, you learn, you know, which characters are going to trigger a random encounter. Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of avoid them. Like it just like, and it, it was real silly. Like I was just like zigzagging down the street to stay away from guys who I knew would like accost me to try to give me perfume. Yeah. If you yeah. see anybody in a green tank top that says fart run. Yeah. <laughs> also in this game, if you see somebody in a green tank top and fart run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a real, real, uh, real bad t-shirt yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you go back to your old haunt and your friend, the bartender there, Rico um, is talking about this mysterious woman who looks like Yumi and claims to be Yumi's sister. Her name is Mizumi, uh, who has opened her own bar in a really hoity-toity place called Aries. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I started getting Chinatown vibes. Yeah, and stuff too. These like twins and stuff. I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, and uh, and and uh, she tells you to go to this uh, this bar in Bacchus in order to find out where Aries is. It's that exclusive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, at this point, you get your home base. Mm -hmm. um, so this bar becomes a hideout, which means uh, you can go here, watch your life meter slowly fill up, <laughs> or you can uh, you can store things. Yeah, so you can go here, uh, like leave it on that screen, get up, I don't know, go go dust something, and then come back mm -hmm. and then play the rest of the game. Yeah, I wish that I don't know why that takes time. Neither do I. It should definitely have been instant. Instant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're, you're at your base, like you took a you took a nap or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so Date calls you and says like, Hey, we need you, you know, you, you need to go see this girl. Right. Um, and so like, this is, uh, one of the side pieces that I did, um, or like where you can go with him to one of these hostess bars and he can, you know, gets a little bit of talk here. Um, if you stick around for the second dancer, it is a hitman in drag, um, which is real. It's not portrayed that great. Um, I was expecting it to be, it is bad, but I was thinking it was going to be worse at first because, yeah. uh, I didn't know it was a hitman, and I was just like. There's a lot of like, oh, that's a man. And I was like, okay, like mm -hmm. early 2000s, you know, great. Yeah. But then, you know, then it's it's because it's literally a hitman. Yes. You know, which is still silly. This like nuns on the run style. like To kid Kazuma. But the um, I did this one, too, because whenever like Dante would call and say, hey, do a side quest, I figured yeah. it might be important. Yeah, you trust your buddy Dante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is a, an incredibly early fight against somebody with a gun. Um, yeah. and it's, it, it takes much longer than it ought to, because you'll just be running and trying to do something in my case, pick up a bench so you could swing it at them. Um, and then mm -hmm. just boom, you're down on the ground. 
Yeah. Yeah. Gun being fighting people with guns in this game is not that fun. No. Um, you know, and, and that that's a lot of the, like the last quarter of the game is that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, after you, you know, after this fight, uh, Mew, uh, who is the person you met, um, the, the first dancer there, um, is carried away. You have to kind of track them down to this go parlor where you fight some former Dojima. Like it is, it is a long, you know, this is a real <laughs> meaty, meaty quest. Yeah. The big thing is here is you get this unlimited pass to go see um, whatever you want. Yeah. So if, if you were pursuing that side quest, that would be the thing to get. Yes. You know? Yeah. But this is like a good story mandated way for them to introduce you to this hostess bar system. Yes. If that is a thing yeah. that you want. And there are all, all kinds of like, you know, uh, you know, I picked up kind of ambiently this talk about like what it, you know, you can't always get into these bars. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need this, like the certain passes, certain kind of special, you know, uh, markers to do this stuff. And that's kind of at least like let you know, even if you're not going to engage in those systems, it kind of gives you a heads up about that. Mm hmm. Um, did you do the, uh, the side quest with the woman who gets you drunk uh, and robs uh, you for the bar? I, I did, but I didn't, did not take the drink. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I was totally like, yeah, I'll just go for it again. Just uh, thinking, Hey, let's engage with this kind of date like system. So I can say that I did it. No, this is totally a side quest. Like she roofies you or something like that. And you wake up with a lot of your money gone. So you have to go back, um, and get your money back <laughs> by beating up all the bar staff. The uh, well, the, it, it articulates very similarly if you refuse too. Oh wow! Um, because uh, she's like, you know, have have a drink, and the options were like, like yes, I'll have a drink, and the other one was just like, not right now. And the way that you know the kind of RP server way I was doing it was again, I had the sense of of urgency, right? <laughs> like I went and saved you, but I don't. I've got a mission. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I said no, and then uh, she asked again, which is a little fishy, and then the bartender starts saying you should do it. <laughs> like he's like come on have a drink don't turn her down and i was like oh this is fishy yeah and you have to refuse like a bunch of times before they eventually start a fight and you fight them both in the bar right there oh wow do they give you so, the information about the casino yes oh yeah. wow yeah huh. yeah but it looks like it articulates more or less the same way like you either get robbed and get your money back or you don't lose your money but you still beat up a bar <laughs> yep, to get to the casino yep you still fight an entire bar yeah, yeah. Um, I had no interest in a casino though. Like, did yeah, you ever, a, did you end up going to the casino? Yeah, I went there and I was kind of like, oh yeah, this is like gambling mini games. Great. Yeah. Did I mean, were you ever like low on money? No. Like, I don't No. Like I, I, like I had so, and not, you know, it's not just because the currency exchange rate meant like, it felt like I was rich all the time just because, you know, everything has an extra zero at the end, you know, just because of the, you know, the, the concern currency exchange, but also I was never low on money. Like even within the economy of the game. Yeah. I, like by the time I bought the bulletproof vest, which was the most expensive thing I spent money on, um, I could afford it and still had a little extra money. And then yeah. I was like, okay, I'll buy three sticks. <laughs> you know, the the weapon, like the weapon pricing uh, economy in this other than guns is really strange Yeah, because something can cost like, it's like, here's, you know, $70,000 for this, uh, this combat knife or this, this sword mm -hmm. and, and, and instead, or you can do $10,000 for this knife, but they're both only useful for 10 swings. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, and they're both not that much more powerful than stuff I can find on the ground. Or just like you're when you're fighting with your fists, you're incredibly competent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't need weapons all that often. So I, I would buy uh, eventually I fell into a, I did buy combat knives mm -hmm. because they did, you know, did good damage and they were quick. Yeah. Uh, but that was the only weapon I ended up buying uh, and the bulletproof vest. And I almost and then just healing items like I, yeah. I was flush with cash the entire yeah. game to the point where, you know, most of the way through the game, there's a it gates you and says, hey, you need, um, you know, 500,000 yen to proceed. And like that yeah. is supposed to be a huge wall. And I'm like, oh, well, do you take singles? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you accept cash? You know, and, and no problem at all. So like the idea of like going and doing gambling, like I don't even know what I would spend the money on. Yeah. Uh, you know? Just some some people like gambling and games. Like that's why Vegas Stakes exists. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's a part of the under underworld. I about said underlife, which is really weird. Underlife um, is, is also also true. <laughs> the um, I, I mean, like I, I like gambling in games where I can do something with it. Oh, yeah. Like when I always when close out all the casinos in New yeah. Vegas, right? Because like I want that money to buy those upgrades and stuff. Yeah. Well, money is so, so scarce in that game, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you go to Bacchus and everybody there is dead. It's a real um, kind of carnage scene. And strangely, there's a little girl there who is holding strangely, a Strangely, carnage is there. <laughs> he's like, spider me. you can't. I'm like, I killed my grandma and his dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, it is a real carnage scene. Yeah. <laughs> Some separation anxiety going on. Between the girl. Uh, but there's a little girl here who's holding a gun um, and she was looking for her mother and just kind of came in and saw this happening and got scared. Yep. Yeah. So. And this, uh, this little like girl is now this like lone wolf and cub thing. Yeah. They're have going on for most of this game. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I did not expect this, but this was, you know, okay, this is the focus now. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Like, uh, like adding a little kid to a story is a good way to bring some heart to it. Like you are very much trying to protect her and she is a lead. Oh, you know, for yeah. you, because she is looking for Mizumi. This is, this is, uh, her name is Haruka. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, she, she is, uh, Mizumi's daughter. Um, and she's looking for her. Like she, she was kept at the same, um, orphanage that you were from. So, you know, she was from Sunflower. So there's, there, there's immediately this, um, you know, this kind of deal. Uh, she's also talking about her aunt Yumi. So like, Hey, we need to work together a, because this is a dangerous city. I need to keep you safe. And also B, like we can, we can work together to help each other find the people we want to find. Yeah. Yeah. I was terrified when I first like went out with her. You know, I assumed like during, I was like, oh, am I going to have to protect her during random encounters or oh, something? Oh, no. Yeah. But she just disappears. Right. Um, this first encounter you have with her again. Uh, so these guys are beating the shit out of a dog, which like that's, you know, that's no good. Right. Uh, and then, and she's like, save the dog, which I would have done anyway. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time you do your signature. I'm going to catch something that's about to hit something. <laughs> or somebody throws a rock at the dog. And you just like, whoosh, off camera <laughs> and catch it and then bing the guy in the head with it. And it's yeah. great. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, you know, it's, it's your little uh, uh, what is he like a Shiba or something like that? It's mm-hmm. cute, cute little PS2 puppy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you have to go get him some dog food. Um, yeah, th- actually, this is this is precisely when I uh, got the healing potions because you have to go to that store to buy dog food. Yes, I kept trying to. I kept going into um, like regular like noodle shops and thinking like I'll get to go noodles to give this dog or something. Yeah, yeah. And then I looked online like what the fuck do I give the dog because <laughs> I didn't know there was a like a grocery store. And, uh, and that's where, where I had that exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, so the, before I play like the first line item is buy dog food as soon as you can. I figured it would be like time sensitive or whatever. Mm. No, it's just so you don't have to go do this little plot coupon thing. Yeah. It's a little chore. Yeah. But yeah, um, she collapses. And so you go back to, uh, Serena. So now you have a little kid and a puppy with you. Okay, great. Like Mm -hmm. this is, this is very much like not the kind of game I expected it to be. Um, Mm -hmm. one thing. So, (laughs) A reason why I didn't play this game when it was contemporary um, was I completely expected it to just be like a Grand Theft Auto clone. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like this came out in a period like this huge glut of stuff. Your, you know, true crime New York cities, your um, your getaways and stuff. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that this was going to be a Shenmue alike. So, like, you know, when I got to this point, like it was very different from that before. But like, oh, all of a sudden I'm a father figure to a kid and I'm taking care of a puppy um this yeah. is different like this has way more heart and sincerity to it yeah yeah absolutely yeah. like i i like i think that's uh 
that stuff works for me. You don't have to do very much of it. No. Like other than just kind of having the girl around. So for me, you know, uh, I didn't play this when it came out um, for relatively similar reasons to that as well. Um, but for me, what kind of like where I started feeling like this is different is like, oh, this is already a better story than any Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> of course. Yeah. You know, like this is already like more compelling and better paced. And this is like pretty interesting um, as opposed to those stories, which tend to be like, you know, like my favorite, you know, I like I like Vice City for it being like a dumb power fantasy. Mm-hmm. that's more or less Scarface, but yeah. it's a super dumb power fantasy. that's more or less Scarface. Like, right. This already had like to me, like already felt like it had stakes. Yeah. yeah. That, you know, felt better. Mm hmm. Yeah. So like, I just wanted to take that moment and say like, Hey, this feels different. And also that pacing cannot be, um, kind of overstated, like how, how well this game, you know, at least the story, you know, gives you details and gives you action. Like it is, yeah. it is incredibly well-crafted. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, so we, so we find out, uh, that Haruko, uh, is Mazumi's daughter and she's looking for her as well, as we mentioned, uh, she's talking about Aunt Yumi, which we mentioned, and she can tell you where Ares is. Um, it's in something called the Millennium Tower, which like you can tell this is where the boss fight will happen as soon as you see it yeah um it is a big fancy tower that you need a a pin code to get into yes and so you get in there and then the heat is already on hayashi from the omi family is here he's sent by nishiki to get the girl right so you know (laughs) this is uh your first inkling that she has something that the entire family wants right yeah and very weirdly like in right before that like they're you're about to throw down you get a phone call and you're like i gotta take this and the guy's like okay (laughs) Um, and you get this plot uh, detail that dante calls and says like hey you know uh yumi and her partner ran off with the 10 billion yen that's where that money went Mm -hmm. um and then they're like you're like okay you put the phone away and then just put up your dukes (laughs) okay very strange like why did that happen then and not after the fight well it's very much just that scene from wayne's world too (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very much that. Yes, I would like to receive the football phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is a big fight again. You know, against these uh, these these different kind of uh, families. Like it's uh, you're 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 dusting up with Omi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and it's a pretty good you know it's a pretty good boss fight, right? Yeah. Like so there there's a there's kind of a uh, lieutenant here that is trickier than than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's very few duels in this game. Like, it's almost always you fight somebody with, like, 10 other cronies. Mm-hmm. So these boss fights, the way they articulate is uh, focusing on the ads. You can focus on the the big bad. Yeah. And that can be really tricky. And this is very cramped. Um, you're at this bar, and there's kind of, like, a corner you can walk around. But it's very easy to get yourself trapped in a corner uh-huh. and have the camera stop cooperating. So I actually found this kind of tricky. Um, I didn't die during it, but, uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, I found it pretty challenging, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly because of the arena. Yeah. Um, so you're going to be finding a lot of people, um, and a lot of them will sometimes stay back, but like, it is not, um, you know, it it is not like this pre Arkham, Arkham city, Arkham, uh, Arkham asylum kind of thing where, um, everybody will take turns fighting you. Like you are dealing with a lot of people who are all going to be, you know, using openings to take shots at you. Yeah. 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 And the, the, uh, there's actually a hidden, uh, easy mode to this game that actually unlocks only if you lose the same encounter over and over. Um, and eventually it will say, do you want to switch to easy mode? You can't switch back if you do. Mm-hmm. But if you switch to easy mode, uh, enemies will fight you one at a time. Okay. Um, nobody will actually take advantage of your openings. They just kind of line up. You fight them like it's Final Fantasy Mystic Quest one at a time. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I, I got that. Like I lost a couple of fights enough, but I never, uh, never went for it because uh, that doesn't sound as interesting to me. 
Yeah, I didn't I didn't do easy mode either. Yeah. But it's it's interesting. I mean, I don't know. I wonder what the motivation is of not having that available from the beginning. But yeah. the um I didn't do that either. But it's good that it's an option. Because yeah. if you're having a real hard time with this combat system and you just want to see the story, I think that's probably worthwhile. Yeah. Oh. Foul way to go about it. Um, so chapter yep. five um, is called Purgatory, and that is the name of kind of the place where you're going to go because you need more information. You know, like there's more here going on. Um, there's somebody uh, who can provide you with that. So you need to uh, go up to this park that is full of homeless people um, and use a secret code to pass through a bathroom to get to this place called the River Styx and this huge, opulent, eyes wide, uh, eyes wide shut city that is, you know, hidden beneath it. Yes. And this is this is where things kind of get unrealistic here is his uh panopticon in the basement uh kind of thing uh uh kage uh who we run into yeah and uh he'll give you information he's you know like i'll i'll play ball but i need you to fight my gladiatorial pit <laughs> to, to do so two men so enter can, one man leaves yeah so this is you know again no longer is this realistic um so you fight these uh these three kind of boss battles yeah here on the first one against, and I love when this title card comes up because this name. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is written yeah. in like, like it's written in the Yakuza font. I really wish that they <laughs> did it just like in like Helvetica, Daniel yeah. Feldman. I, I, I wish my name was Daniel Feldman. So this could be my like Twitter banner in the Yakuza <laughs> font, like Daniel Feldman. Yeah, they just it's it's kind of like uh, whenever a TV show says like, hey, and uh, if your name is if your name is Jeremy, um, all of a sudden, hey, here's a here's a. <laughs> A voicemail message for you. Hi. What what um what kind of good luck? Like who did uh Bob Mackie help in a previous life to have the Simpsons have Millhouse go, Wow, a Bob Mackie. I, I just watched that episode a, a couple a couple of days ago. I have no idea. Um, what a lucky boy. I know. Like that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh I can't say I'm not jealous. <laughs> Someday they'll they'll say Cole Ross, but it'll be like you know one of these season twenty four nightmares. Like hmm. it'll be it'll be Homer will say it to Lady Gaga and uh, Alec Baldwin on a panel when he <laughs> like judges American Idol or something like that. Like it, it'll be it'll be a nightmare version. Yeah. If either of us get our wish for the Simpsons say our name, it will not be good. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Daniel Feldman is just like a, a very uh, kind of basic kind of fight. Uh, you end up fighting a, like a Muay Thai master is the second one. This guy gave me fits because he does those sweep kicks. And so, yeah. like, I spent the majority of the time on the ground just, like, mashing buttons to get back up. We should, I mean, this might be a good time to talk a little bit more in detail about the combat yeah. in the game, which we talked about in generalities. But there's there's some kind of nuances that are worth talking about yeah. uh, here, because this is where you have to really start engaging them. Yes. Um, you have a dodge uh, in this game that is very, very fiddly, I think. Yeah. Um, you have to be holding block, and then you tap in a direction and do it. But like a lot of things in the game, it's tied to a stat. So it is uselessly like limp mm -hmm. at this point in the story. Like you will not dodge far enough to be meaningful. No, no. Um, and also the timing is incredibly weird because it's uh, very, uh, very easy to dodge way too early. Yes. Yeah. And enemies do have a degree of tracking or they have sweeping moves. Mm -hmm. So it's not like an iframe dodge like Dark Souls. It just moves you out of the way. But you need to like it. it it's not that useful. Right. right. Like um, I got a lot of mileage out of dodging backwards, actually, yeah. just to have like a little scoot. Mm -hmm. you know, to get out of people's way, which I had to do for this, this Muay Thai master guy. 
um, who also I had a really hard time with this whole fight. You share what um, you get a little bit of health back between fights, but you don't fill up. Right. Like um, and you can't and you can't take any equipment. No. Um, so you can't have any healing items and you can't have your armor. Um, I had found a wrap. So I was wearing a, uh, a sheet around my chest that was protecting me from from punches. Right. Um, and uh, it was not protecting me here. So I had a real hard time with this as well. Um, something else that happens in this in the combat system in this game is pretty inconsistent. uh whether you can stun lock enemies, right? Um, enemies will break out of combos uh, seemingly kind of at random, and sometimes with an attack that has adequate wind up to get out of the way. Sometimes not, right? You know, so a lot of times you're just kind of punching, and then it's like you'll just get sweep sweep kept. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where, and you can't really do anything about it. Swept kept, yeah, yeah, swept kept, yeah. You get swept away, guy Ritchie <laughs> swept away. Yeah, uh, um, blocking is incredibly overpowered. Um, in this, especially, mm-hmm. you know, like, or, I mean, if you're fighting against people who are um, uh, unarmed, if they're armed, they can break through that. Um, yes. And the game doesn't do a very good job of telling you exactly how useful that's going to be. It just nullifies an attack. There's no, you know, way that it can kind of, damage. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't like break after a certain time. Yeah. And there's also uh, the other thing, though, is that blocking doesn't protect you from grabs. Right. Um, which the game, uh, you know, does tell you that, I think, early on. But as we mentioned, there's not a lot of like there's not signaling for grabs. Uh, whether they're going to happen, whether you know they're going to happen when when you grab people or try to grab them, there's going to be this, this kind of thing. So, a lot of times when I would block, uh, the enemy would switch to you know to this this throw. Yeah, um, that made it pretty tricky. Yeah. Um, so there's all these kind of clear like kind of quirks, and weirdly, like this kind of huge test for your combat is right before you're going to meet the character that kind of teaches you how to do a lot of good combat stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's um, a guy who's a martial arts master, you know, around the river sticks who, you know, every chapter will teach you something new. It's a, it's not chapter. It's, it's tied to your level. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, if, uh, you can go to him and you can kind of, if you, if you're pretty high level and you meet him, you can get a bunch of lessons in a row. Yeah. And each yeah. one gives you like a totally new verb that are huge. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Like, like, that, like, like that backward kick is, is tremendous. Oh, it's, it's essential. Yeah. Like how, I don't know how I played the game without it. <laughs> and it, and it took like combat encounters that would be like a slog and made them fun. Yeah. Because the kick is really powerful. You have to kind of time it out. Right. You can't just kind of bash it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it ended up being very fun and just like super essential. Yeah. You know, and really useful for bosses. Like it has really good range. Mm-hmm. You know, there like, there are bosses where I'm like, I, most of my damage was like facing away from them and doing this backwards kick. <laughs> Um, but yeah. like teaching you how to, how to parry, um, how to, uh, uh, how do you use do, swords like, correctly? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, but, changes... like but before you find this guy, you use swords like clubs. Like he, he just uses them very in, and elegantly. Like he teaches you how to combo with the swords. Yeah. It's, it's really great. And I can't believe it's missable, oh, it's, you know, and you don't, missable. you don't have it from the beginning. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> it, it, it's just a weird choice. Um, Yeah. So it, it, this this like test right before you get access to that is a very strange choice, I think. Yeah. Um, and I had a hard time with it. Well, the Muay Thai Master guy was hard. The final fight is the undefeated champion, uh, Gary Buster Holmes, which is a <laughs> lot of uh, a lot of boxer names kind of stuck together. <laughs> um, and he uh, he did these dives like these uh, final fight style Hagar jump forwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he would do. Um, and if they hit me, it was it was a real son of a bitch. Like once I eventually could you know dodge out of the way, it was OK. Um, but getting the timing on those was tricky. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to understand what your history is with him because he sounds like, like the way you talk, you have beef. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm it's a, from Yakuza negative one. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me let me see here. Uh, he reappears in one of Kazuma's side missions in the fourth game. I've got TV tropes open, so I'm oh, just okay. like that, that, that's how I'm. There's a lot of these characters have um have portraits in their folders mm. here, and that's how I'm getting it. Yeah. Uh, no, there's nothing about their history in this. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> very weird. Um, so you do, you do this glad this uh, gladiatorial uh, three way boss fight. Um, and uh, oh, another man, I wish that it would just take away your things rather than make you put it all manually oh, into a Jesus. box and yeah, take it because, all out. Because back on. <laughs> I just I just followed these guys. Let me go out into the city. Oh no, you left all of your items in this box. Yeah, so you have to go back to the bar like unarmed. Yeah. to get your items back from that from the box. Like I think they share they are like Resident Evil boxes. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they they share the same kind of space, but it's still frustrating. Yeah. Um. So Kage confirms that Yumi ran off with the money, so right. we know that's to be true. Um. Whoever can recover it will become the fourth chairman of the Tojo clan because the money is very uh very valuable, obviously. And uh, Nishiki is after it. Yes. Um. He exposed Sarah for hiding the fact that the money was missing, and Sarah killed himself. So we kind of learn like how this this Game of oh, Thrones esque power struggle yeah. happened. He he killed uh, Sarah himself. Sarah did not, oh, yes. did not uh, you know um, yes 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 commit suicide. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So like, like the, again, he's giving you more of this information. Kage is an interesting character. I like him. He's, you know, he's incredibly likable. Um, but, um, he's got this panopticon, like we talked about, he's got cameras all over the city. So he is kind of the shadow broker kind of figure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I was, I was along for it, along for the ride. Mm -hmm. It it does take, what is up to this point, kind of a relatively grounded story. And uh, it makes it a little bit unbelievable that the, uh, you know, the, the king, the king of the homeless have this, uh, you know, that, that's such a cliche that's right. happens in everything, you know, yeah. um, where, you know, the, the, the king of the homeless has eyes all over the city. Yeah. Uh, but taking into this, uh, on, you know, high tech underground layer. Yeah. Uh, was, was a little far. Yeah. So. Um, but like he sees on one of his monitors, hey, Date's in trouble. And so you go rescue him from, you know, purgatory uh, people because, you know, they understand that he is a cop. Right. Yeah. And so they're trying to keep him out. Um, and you, you know, say like, no, he's cool. You vouch for him. Right. All right. Um, the reason Date's there is uh, he's there to tell you that uh, Majima. Majima. Uh, took her, uh, Majima. Thank you. Um, took Haruka. Um, and this is the uh, the the, uh, the eye patch guy from the beginning. Mark Hamill. Took your, took your ward. Mm -hmm. What was that? Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. Mark Hamill. Okay. I thought you were correcting my pronunciation. <laughs> no, no I'm it. sorry. Pronounce Mark Hamill. It's like, God damn it. Cool. <laughs> All right. Put it in a marker. Let's have a talk. <laughs> this has to stop. Um, so he so he kidnaps your ward and uh, takes her to the batting cages. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you like you go there and you fight off just a shitload of dudes. Um, just assume when you go to a place, you're going to fight off a shitload of dudes. <laughs> Yeah, and you don't get to uh, use baseball bats on them. No, <laughs> there should be a whole big rack of them. Yeah, uh, but um, like this, you think Majima's dead because like one of his henchmen starts like charging at you dumbly, and you just kind of like duck out of the way, and Majima gets run through with a sword. Oops. Yeah. The fact when this guy comes back is one of the weirdest moments in this game to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> it really? It, is. it felt like they had a design that they liked. Uh huh. And we're just like, this guy's a fan favorite. We can't let him go. Yeah. Because I really thought this was the end of it. It's very strange because like knowing who the, knowing that he's playable in Yakuza 0 makes me think, okay, like, yeah, like this is going to be an important character in the, you know, in the, in the clan and then, you know, in the family. Um, but no, like if you just looked at this game, he is a very strange design that pops up a couple of times who is invested with a lot of this importance that is never actually justified. He looks like a Batman villain. <laughs> like he, he dresses like he's, he's really outsized. Yeah um yeah yeah <laughs> but uh uh haruka is in this in this closet and there is this mysterious man who was there and let her loose 
Um, and we find out that uh, something very important is this pendant that she has, which is worth the ten, you know, the the hundred billion yen, the ten billion yen. Yes. Um, yeah. So that that's why people are trying to get a hold of her. Yes. Uh, move on to a, a heavy-handed theme chapter, fatherhood, <laughs> which is all about fatherhood. Yes. Uh, this, this, this is we're in like yakuza tales territory at this point you know yeah like, yeah it's just like a like, like this this could have been neatly excised or moved off into um moved off into side quests it, it probably, probably should have been have, side quest stuff yeah pro- probably nothing really would have been lost like it's not bad i want to spend more time with kage and date you know yeah yeah it's, it's all it's all fine i got very frustrated this is the first chapter i got very frustrated by the lack of like meaningful fast travel yeah so there, there's there's uh, three places places around the city with taxi cabs that will take you to the three other places. Yeah, but they're all at the um, very it. edges of the city. So if you're trying yes. to get to somewhere, you know, anywhere toward the center, it really doesn't matter where you're running from. Well, and and most importantly, if you're trying to get to Purgatory, uh huh, like would you go back here all the time? Oh, and look, they just there, there's 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 a cab that's right outside of Purgatory. Right outside of it, but you have to go through the park, go through the casino section oh, to yeah, get down yeah. to the section you go under underground. So like, yeah, to go, you to, can go take Kage, a, to get to Kage's room. Yeah, yeah, you you can take a cab halfway there, and it should be noted that your character is given a cell phone, like in chapter two, mm-hmm. and you can never make outgoing calls with it. Like, there's all <laughs> these times where I just have to ask somebody a question, and it's you always hoof it there. Yeah, and it's just to give you more opportunity to hit random encounters, but. I found it started getting getting pretty frustrating at this point. Yeah, especially yeah. like when you realize that none of this really moves stuff forward. Yeah, yeah. This is this is yakuza yakuza babies. It's <laughs> kind of you know, uh, just just doing little side stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Kage is curious about his son. He knows you know what's what, what's going on uh, with him that he has become this punk who is dating the daughter of the boss of one of these smaller families in town. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, Takashi. And he's at the batting cages um, and you show up to kind of like talk to him. And he thinks that the family uh, sent you to kill him. Yes. For taking the daughter, um, which you did not do. Nope. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's under that wrong impression there. Right. Yeah. So like he runs and you have to track him down to a club called Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a, lo- a lot of the clubs are just named a person. Do yeah. it's like uh, my hometown uh, in, in, uh, my hometown, they have legalized uh, slot machines. Okay. Now, and my hometown is now full of like little tiny, like really gross looking hole in the wall clubs that are just like Susie's, Slotsies, Honey, <laughs> Mixies. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, candies. Like they're all like that and there are tons of them. Yeah. Like it um, is, uh, is depressing. Uh, either in Portland or uh, in your in your hometown, do you have um, do you have uh, restaurants or establishments that are sequels to other establishments? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that that's one of my my favorite things. Yep. <laughs> it's just it's just two at the end. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, there <laughs> there was a bodega near campus that you see. I think it's gone now, but it was called Angels Two. Um, there was no Angels One. Angels Angels One was closed because it was a a, a drug front, and I think yeah. Angels Two was closed for being a drug front. And Angels Three <laughs> might still be kicking. <laughs> I, if if I were ever a restaurateur, um, I would use Junior. Like I think Junior <laughs> is funny, and then like the third, and just doing like names. Oh yeah, you know. Like, do you want to go to Angel Senior? Or do you want to go to like un- Uncle Angels? You know, <laughs> do a whole family tree. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to Deborah and you defend Kage's son from the mob boss and his and and, and his people. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the like the the mob boss has actually been working with Kage. Like this is all a big misunderstanding because you know he wants to deliver this letter to you know his daughter. You know again who was who, who was dating. 
um, you know, Kage, Kage's son, you know, this is an emotional letter saying, Hey, you have permission. I was never a great father to you because of my line of work. You know, if you have a chance to have a better life away from this, you should, you know, like you, you should go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So a big, big misunderstanding. Like it kind of develops, you know, the character of Kage a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but mostly it's a character we, you know, we've never seen and we will never see again. Right. You know, it's, it's the son and his kind of like, where there's a little bit of like, I think that in the batting cages, you actually, you get into a fight of the batting cages because mm-hmm. the, the, um, the other punks were there as well Yeah, yeah. that you have to go beat up. So we, we kind of glossed over that, but like, there's a lot kind of spent with how pathetic the son is and like whether he's worthy mm-hmm. and things like that. It, this didn't really work for me. Like I, I didn't, didn't care that much right. about this kid. And it was like, it was a fine little side story, but because my verbs were the same, like I was just going and beating up people in different places. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't think it, I don't feel like it added a lot. The stuff yeah. with Date is a little bit better. Yeah, like um, I think because Date is a more central character. For, so, so certainly, right. And yeah. so, like in a in a game that is very like, I, so if there's anything this chapter does well, you know, between that and also the Date thing, um, you know, it talks about like, hey, this is a game that is about a subculture that is all about family. You know, whether it's yeah. the you know the, the the mob family or the or the cop family. You know, like what <laughs> what standing does the actual family have? you know, against that, like how do those two interact when one draws right. the other, another for like away from another? I think that is a worthwhile thing to explore. It is just a very weird place to do it. I, yeah. And I don't think it's explored particularly well. Yeah. Like I think the way to do that would have been to, uh, so one, um, instead of kind of bringing in this Takashi character who like is a bit of a stereotype and is pretty unlikable. Mm-hmm. Um, why is this not a parallel with, with you and your, your ward? Right. You know, why isn't this uh, kind of tied into the main character? Like it, it is just it it feels like side territory, which we talked about, but it doesn't uh, draw those lines well enough. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Um, so like it's it, it, it is a worthwhile theme explored poorly. I think so. Yeah. 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 So the Date um, part of this story is back at Serena. You know, Date is drunk um, and, you know, he is ignoring calls from his daughter. Right. You know, she is angry that Date was supposed to hang out with her. They're kind of estranged. Um, and Date stood her up. Yes. Um, so you go, uh, I think that your bartender friend says like, Hey, you know, this is where she's at. Like kind of gives you a tip or what have you. Mm-hmm. Something leads you to go find her and she is working as a, as a prostitute in a nearby park. Yes. Um, so you need to go over to a, a bar called shellac, <laughs> uh, to, to save her from her boyfriend. She runs away from you. Yeah. Um, you talk to her friend and her friend says like, Hey, her boyfriend's bad news. Yeah. Uh, he's there. Yeah. So her boyfriend, you know, is really bad news. He is actually um, kind of coercing her into sex work in order to um, get money to, you know, pay off some loan sharks. You know, so yeah. the, 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 this daughter, her name is Saya, um, you know, is kind of being pimped out because this guy, her boyfriend, doesn't actually want to, you know, face the music. Right. All right. So you beat him up. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yep. Um, and then, uh, you know, we find out, so what kind of brings us out of this, you know, uh, uh, kind of thing. So something kind of shady is going on with the police. We find out that when we come back and talk to Date and they actually pull Date off the staircase. Yes. So he's, he's gotten too close. And this is where I really like, oh, this is going to be all about corruption in the force. Right. And it kind of isn't. Yeah. As well. But this chapter is definitely one of the, the two I feel like I would definitely have like cut or moved aside content. Yeah. Toward to me. Um, chapter seven is a little bit more essential. Yes. Um, the, uh, the dragon and the carp. Yeah. Uh, this is referring to the, um, tattoos that, um, Kazuma and Nishiki have on their backs. So, mm-hmm. you know, Date wakes you up and says, Hey, there was a body, you know, we found a body, um, that, um, has a distinctive marking on it that makes us believe this is Mizuki's corpse, 
Mizuki being um, Yumi's mother and also allegedly, um, or not Yumi, uh, being Haruka's mother and um, allegedly um, Yumi's sister, right? They found a, they found a corpse with a um, flower tattooed on the breast and Kazuma rec- recognizes the uh, tattoo as signature because it is the same artist that did his back piece, Uta. Yes. And it is literal signature. Like yeah. it's a signed tattoo. It's not just like his signature style. Right. Which is kind of weird. Like if someone were to tattoo me, I would not allow them to put their name on me. <laughs> but I mean, that is possible, I think, in, in, a, in like a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, so you go, uh, you know, kind of talk to that. But we find out that it wasn't Uta uh, who did uh, Mizumi's tattoo. Um, Nishiki calls and asks if we saw the corpse. Like, so hey, it's like, it's oh, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a did, did you see that corpse I sent? You know, did you <laughs> did you get my note? Yeah. I sent you. Yeah. He's uh, you know, he's he's doing this kind of to intimidate you, uh, yeah. but of course you're unintimidatable. Um and he wants to meet at Serena. Yeah. Um, after this and... weird scene where Uda says, uh, I need to retouch your tattoo because if you go in with a weak dragon, you will be weak as well. Yeah, you won't have a good, you know, your power won't be strong enough. And they kind of talk about the differences between a dragon and a carp. Yes. For a little while in a way that like, I was just like, okay. Like, yeah, you know. like if, if you were not aware of this, of this legend from Magikarp, here you go. Yeah, and, which I, I was not. <laughs> uh, the idea of like a carp, I did not realize that carps had, uh, you know, a specific kind of prominence or, or power. Yes. Yeah. If they, <laughs> if they swim all the way up the river to the, to the waterfall at the top, they will, they will turn into dragons. So it shows... Yes. You know, Kazuma as this powerful figure and Nishiki as the striving figure. Yes. Yeah. And a powerful figure that has passed his prime with his tattoo being all faded yeah. and the like. And the, the game kind of being about you getting back to uh, getting your groove back, mm-hmm. essentially, like by which I mean having sex with a Haitian boy, <laughs> which is what I think happens in that movie. <laughs> like, the, um, I, I didn't mean that to be a, a, a homophobic remark with a boy. I was just referencing Stella <laughs> right, yes. and her propensity for getting grooves. <laughs> Her groove reclamation service. Stella's groove reclamation and like used grooves. Um, used grooves sounds like the worst record shop. It, it kind of sounds like a good record shop to me. Like it's kind of a good name for a record shop. Okay. Like used grooves. Um, I almost guarantee that is a record shop somewhere. Um, uh, I, I could Google that, but I won't. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> so uh, you go and you have this showdown at Stardust. Um, where some mysterious suited men, uh, you know, like not from any family you've seen, doesn't seem so smart to you, are very much trying to get Haruka. Um, you know, yes. like just something has happened, like with uh, Nishiki knowing where you were at uh, when he called. Um, like, mm-hmm. like the, the, there's information that is getting out there. When you get to your, like, they're starting to, like, you know, use guns on you. This is very strange. Yeah. And you have a leak. Yes. You know, which, which we'll get to. Um, yeah. So this is the first fight with pistols. Yeah. Um, so we should talk about those a little bit because they're very different. Yeah. Um, the way they work. So we, we've already talked about how they knock you down automatically and will interrupt anything you do. One of the most frustrating things to me is that, uh, you know, one of the cool things about this game is when someone uses a weapon on you, it has the same rules. Like it has a, a certain number of uses usually. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, you know, somebody, it's very rare that someone gets a full 12 swings on me. But if they get three swings on me and I get their weapon, I have like nine swings left. Yes. Um, guns don't work that way. No, like you can pick up guns, but they're all homemade gun, you know, <laughs> and they have one bullet. Yeah. Yep. So, and like you, you would do well to take that shot if you have an opportunity, like, you know, from this point forward, you're going to have more, you know, fights that are not in as close quarters. So you have the room to like use that as an opening gambit, but yeah, it very much is like, Hey, here is an, here is an ability that the enemies have that you do not. And and your lock on is not strong enough to really make ranged combat work no. very well. I feel like, 
like I could hit, you know, hit people with, with bullets pretty like maybe 50% of the time. Yeah. I uh, could shoot somebody uh, correctly, but usually there's other people with guns mm-hmm. at that time. I don't want to line up a shot. You don't really have time for that. So it just ended up mean absorbing a lot of bullets. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and it just, it's, it feels like contrary to the core of the, the game to me. Yeah. I think there's, there's one scene where it works, which we'll get to later. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, anytime guns came out, I thought it was pretty shitty. Yeah. Um, uh, they don't so. seem additive and I can't speak to like if that gets any better throughout the, throughout the series, it would have to, yeah. or the, I, I feel like the series would not have a good reputation. Yeah. Like if it was as bad as it is in this game for every entry, mm-hmm. I don't think people would love it. Yeah. Um, so, so you, you know, with all of this, uh, like in the, in the crossfire, Haruka has been grazed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you end up having to tell her, um, that, um, you know, Mizuki is dead. You know, by all, yeah. by, by all information, your mother, you know, your, your mother has passed and you've been keeping it from her. Um, also in this, I think the, uh, the, the goons, the hired goons, um, mm-hmm. took the, took the pendant. So immediately, like that is an important bargaining chip that you do not have. Yeah. Crusher and low blow. Got it. <laughs> um, so you decide that, you know, since this, this girl has been shot, let's take her to, uh, <laughs> let's take her, let's to, take her to the homeless town. village. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but at the very least, uh, Kage can protect her. Yes. Here because Kage is, has become a really staunch ally. Yeah. He knows and sees all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, before uh, you can do this, there's like a, a weird, like kind of enforced thing where it's like, hey, you know, you should take her out to have some fun. Yeah. Like, she got shot today. <laughs> like, <laughs> she she, she <laughs> at least gets ice cream. Like she's made a gelato. Yeah. Yeah. The rules for getting shot and getting a shot are surprisingly similar. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, you take her out. Like I took her out and got her some ice cream. Of course. And stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it was kind of fun. But the real thing is um, you you get these kind of tips, like these people kind of flag you down and she wants to go to this like fixed dice game. Yeah. <laughs> which this is very like this. This young girl is very strange. Yeah. Uh, in, in this game because uh, <laughs> she has the magic to guess dice. Um, she's, you know, she's got like one of those radio shows where she's, it's like Haruka's lock of the week, you know, <laughs> yeah. bet on the Patriots. Like, yeah. the, you know, it's, it's like that again, like that Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> so. so yeah, this is definitely, um, like, you know, she says like, Hey, go low. And then you, you know, say like, Hey, lower. Um, it's like whether or not it's you even her odds. Yeah. Even her like, odds. The, the, the game is so yeah. simple. Like yeah. it is like, just like, like a dice, you yeah, know, a dice are people betting on or, uh, a dice flip, you know, just like flipping a dice and yeah, seeing you what's know. Up. <laughs> this, this dice landed heads um you know just like a coin flip like it, yeah. it's a it's very it's very weird yeah <laughs> it's an underground thing too like people are just like man you know can you get into the secret gambling den where they do like high low <laughs> you know like, can you imagine the high stakes game of like how many jelly beans they got in the jar <laughs> you know it's like such a childish game yeah you know? um that is rigged in the most ridiculous way for a game that has even odds um and, and yeah. you know odds, odds evens like the fact that they have these robotic dice <laughs> it is it, this is one of the weirdest scenes in this game actually yeah it's this very, whole thing is very strange it's very incongruous yeah and it ends with just a fight it ends with a fight in this paper walled room yeah uh, uh, <laughs> you you uh you beat up the dealer because you find out he was cheating hmm? and then you uh, uh the owner says like i'm sorry would you accept this gift and gives you a bunch of money and like that's it Yep, that's a uh, that's Haruka's uh, idea of a good time. Yeah, we've had a big you day. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you got shot. You got to do some illegal gambling. You watched me punch somebody's uh, jaw through their tongue. Um, <laughs> you had a good day. Yeah, what, I would love it. Like they should do um, Yakuza. Like seven should be her all grown up. Oh yeah, as like a badass. 
I'm not sure that yeah. she doesn't come back actually. Like I know that later on they had a lot more, um, they had a lot more playable characters. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. If she came back. Cause I mean, either it's either going to be like Yakuza colon, like therapy hour where like it's her <laughs> dealing with the, the events of this game, or yeah. she's going to grow up to be a real psychopath and that'd be of fun to, to play as. Yeah. But she kind of always remains just like really sweet. Like <laughs> there's there's never really like anything wrong with her. Like at this point, her mom is dead, you know, and it just it, it doesn't show. So she, she starts fire is cool. <laughs> we just uh, we just don't know. Yeah, just a feel. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nishki calls and he wants to meet you at Serena. Um, and, you know, when you're there, he says like, hey, you know, he tells you the story about how he didn't mean to kill Mizuki. And in fact, he flipped out on, you know, his men when they did, you know, he comes down and finds her dead and then kills them for, for having mm-hmm. killed her. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, he also admits to being the person who shot, uh, Fuma Oyabon, um, off camera when you're at the funeral. Yes. Um, and the reason he's the 10 billion yen is to become the head of the Tojo family. Yeah. He's got hoop dreams. Yes. That is, that, that is his path to ascension. So, yes. um, this leads to a huge fight inside and outside Serena, you know, uh, because Kazuma refuses to hand over uh, Haruka on the pendant. So the pendant isn't mm-hmm. gone at this point. Like he is, he is going to fight to defend her. Yes. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so big fight mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, moves on to the, uh, the real on the nose title chapter <laughs> eight scheme. scheme. Um, this is the death wish chapter yeah yeah i i i sort of hate this too um this is this chapter i wish this wasn't really it's it's like it's fine Mm -hmm. but this stuff with finding the different gangs and the different color-coded gangs uh comes out of nowhere yeah and is not very additive yeah to me again this is calling up something that i think might be worth might be a theme worth exploring like the difference between organized crime versus yeah just like, yeah, like just re- regular like street talk kind of kind of, kind of yeah. things yeah like the new guard like that's something that like you know it's the wire right yeah. where it's like you, you have uh you know your stringer bell versus your uh, uh the, the new guy who comes through mm-hmm. you know who's just like a, a psychopath and has no kind of code like that is cool yeah uh it just doesn't feel like the game is about that no no you know like like both the other kind of like side themes they've dealt with uh kind of incompletely would have been good subjects for games yeah you know, and then when this game finally does get to where it's kind of doing its emotional, you know, kind of check caching, it 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 feels to me like it like the focus is not really strong anymore. No, you know, it, it loses that kind of focus, and it's kind of a bummer that it, it like dips into these things that I think are much stronger uh, themes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So at this point, I, I sorry, my my notes are a little bit sloppy here. You know, Haruka is gone, um, and also um, Purgatory. Um, is uh, has been attacked, right? You get back and, you know, it's uh, it's been blown up, essentially. These gangs, mm-hmm. the red, white, and blue gangs, have, um, you know, lobbed explosives, you know, at the front wall of Purgatory and kidnapped Haruka. And so it is time for you to go and, you know, talk to all three of them to track her down um, and maybe, you know, hand out fist sandwiches. Yes, yeah. Um, so you kind of go from gang to gang. Um, and you're not really given a lot of direction here. No. Um, sometimes you have like a little map marker. They'll tell you where to go in this game, but sometimes they just want you to walk around until somebody flags you down. Yeah. 
and you're just kind of looking for those colors. So gang kind of leads you to gang mm-hmm. in this time. You, you, you find a gang, you fight, and then you move on to another gang. Yeah. Here. Um, so, uh, the white gang tells you to find the red gang, uh, in Deborah. I'm sorry. Um, what? You fight. Thank you. No problem. Yeah. Um, um yeah. I had a trip. I had a lot of trouble with this fight. Um, with, uh, with the red gang, uh, and, 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 and Deborah over there. I don't know what it was. If it was, I was low on healing items or at this, at this point, like this was, this was a lot of enemies in a very small space. Is this, this is not the one that's over in the kind of like in, in the right of the map, like near the trash fire, um, in that little, uh, what's the name of that? Like little, like mini town. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's over by that. It is not in the, uh, the very cramped, uh, cramped place. Okay. The, the one that was outside in that little cramped alley room mm-hmm. in this chapter was the one I had the hardest time with. Yeah. I want to say, um, I don't remember which gang that was, Yeah, but I, I did not like that fight. Yeah. Um, all three, all three of these are fairly challenging. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Like it, it's, you know, we're most of the way through the game. It's, <laughs> it makes sense for it to get a little bit more tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the red game tells you that Haruka was taken by somebody named Lao. Um, and Lao is somebody that you have history with. Um, you know, he is a triad, you know, he's part of the Chinese mafia. Um, and you know, Lao and his family at one point, um, tortured Kazuma and Oyabun, um, actually got his leg wound. You know, he, he walks with a cane, um, because, because Fuma, um, uh, rescued you. Or like, yeah, Fuma Oyabun. Yeah, Fuma Oyabun. Rescued you. And, and got the, uh, the, uh, kind of wounds his leg rescuing you. And this is a really dramatic flashback that felt like it was like, well, this is a weird thing to learn now. Yeah. About this, this torture thing. I'm positive this is something that happens in Yakuza Zero. Oh, they would have to. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if they don't follow up on this, I have no idea what you're doing making Yakuza Zero. (laughs) Um, so it's like, okay, like, Lao's bad news. Um, Kage calls you to the surveillance room, which you have to hoof there, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you don't get a courtesy teleport. <laughs> and, uh, we find out that, uh, Dojima's wife, uh, is looking for you and wants to meet in his old office. This is that side quest we mentioned way back at the beginning, which is yeah. a very like, you know, no, you don't have to do this. No, no. Uh, but it's a noteworthy, you know, side quest. Yeah. It's uh, it's closure, right? Yeah. So like you go back to the, that first little, you know, environment that you went, went to, you know, with, you know, Shinji, um, to go shake these people down. Um, and she's there, you know, she, you know, send some, some of her goons after you and you, you do some, uh, you know, uh, some fights. This is like a multi-room fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it kind of ends with this dramatic, you know, kind of conversation, like saying, like, she asks you, like, are you the one who killed my husband? You know, because she has her doubts and Kazuma, even at this point is not willing to, you know, give up the, uh, give up the fiction. It yeah, is, you don't want to throw Nishiki under the bus. Right. You know? Yeah. So he says like, Hey, I need to gather my thoughts. He doesn't say yes or no, but he, you know, doesn't take this opportunity even 10 years later to go back on his word. Well, she, she guesses that. Yes. Like she doesn't just say, are you? Cause she doesn't know. She says like, you're not the one, you know, like she, she knows that you didn't do it. Um, you just don't admit it. Right. So it becomes this kind of like, yeah. you know, this, she, this, she, she this, asked the question, even though she knows the answer to it. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. would have been an way... opportunity for, for him to admit. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, do you want to come public with this thing? We both know. Um, so, uh, we, we find the, uh, we move on that we find the Tojo goons are, are talking to Lao mm-hmm. about, uh, how the Omi family will split the proceeds once they get this, this 10 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are really underestimating Nishiki who yeah. wants this yeah. like uh, considerably more. Yeah. They, like they, they are talking about him. Like he is just this useful idiot, you know, like, yeah. a, like an ambitious young upstart that they can manipulate. Yes. But they don't know about his back tattoo of a carp. <laughs> 
So once you learn about this guy's fish, <laughs> he's going to fuck you up. So starting with chapter nine, uh, we're kind of on a greased rail to the end. Um, chapter nine is called Rescue. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is uh, like we are with the pace is picked up. We are going directly to the end. Like, I feel like this game has a lot of false endings in it. Mm -hmm. um, so this is chapter nine. It's about like 75 percent through the game. Yeah. And it's kind of all climax from here on out. <laughs> Um, in a way that I don't, I kind of, I'm not totally sure works. Yeah, yeah. Right. Like, so like I was like, wanted to know what happened. I was pretty much engaged by the plot. There's a, there's definitely a, a point where it's like, oh, there are a couple more reveals than I really want. Yeah. Well, also like, the like there's a, like there, there is a greater villain that is revealed who is even outside of the family. Like, of, the... of course there's a Zeromas, <laughs> you know, and that sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I don't, I don't know this guy, you know, like the, the strength of, of, the, you know, the villains we've dealt with so far, like the strength of Nishiki, which is not, he's not a villain. Like he's that weird, you know, he's an anti-hero. Mm -hmm. Like the relationship is much more complicated than that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, all these kind of people, it feels like everyone's kind of trying to like audition for the end villain of the game <laughs> here because like eye patch comes back. There's the guy who tortured you. Like everyone is trying to be like, no, I'm the most important antagonist, <laughs> you know? And it just, it gets it fatiguing for me. Yeah. Like this, this is about like, where I was kind of ready not to stop playing, but for the game to actually hit the home stretch. Yeah. And this is, there are 12 chapters in this game. Mm -hmm. So when we're on chapter nine, so there's four more, like we, we still have a lot left mm -hmm. of game and it's not, you know, it's, it's compounded by the fact that like some of these, these fights we're going to go into, I think work well. Mm -hmm. um, some of them are pretty bad. Right. Um, this one here in, uh, in rescue here um, is the, uh, no, this is, we're not there yet. This is not the chase. No, no. Uh, the car chase. That's coming later. But like, there's some <laughs> of these fights, like more guns, more things that, you know, I don't think we, we mentioned stun guns. <laughs> yeah, we Stun did. guns suck. Jeez. And they've got just a, a million charges, by which I mean 50. Yeah. By a million, yeah, I mean go, 50. They go forever. They like put you into a long shock animation where you slowly fall down, get up. Like you can get chain stun gun uh, very easily. And uh, they suck. So we're getting more annoying weapons, like bigger fights. Everything's getting outsized. And it's just it's all climax all the time in a way that I think kind of fucks up the pace. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Um, so you're riding over in this rescue. You're riding over to Yokohama, uh, Chinatown, in order to get Haruka from the snake uh, snake flower triad. Yeah, this is Lao's family. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is this is also where it becomes super over the top. Yeah. Um, you know, it's already been a little bit over the top with the, uh, you know, the underground panopticon and, and stuff. But this is just like a Kill Bill style fight against a thousand dudes. Yeah. Like, like and it's also like a like generally they they don't do a lot of combat in cutscenes in this game. Mm -hmm. Right. But here, you know, you roll up into a into a restaurant and it just becomes like a gigantic shootout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you 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 fight you fight a bunch of people um, and you go through the kitchen. Uh, the boss or the mini boss of this is actually you're actually fighting a chef. Like yeah, who has like two, funny. like two, like two, two knives. It's great. Like I wouldn't give it up, but like that is campier than the stuff we've seen so far. And it's just going to get campier. Yeah. Right. Like there, there's like, the, it just, a can't like camp is, is on display. Like we're in camp town, mm -hmm. camp town races, sing this song. Yakuza, Yakuza. <laughs> Yakuza, Yakuza. <laughs> the, uh, the part where you're fighting these guys before you go into the kitchen uh -huh. is ludicrous because you fight like, here's like eight dudes. And then. Like, I think it happens like five times, like eight more dudes just get added. It's like, yeah. how many people can we have you fight at once? Will the engine support, <laughs> you know, eight. Okay. Well, this needs to be a fight with 40 people. So can we just do that five times? Yeah. And that's what happens. Yep. And now you know you how know? I felt about Crimson Trout. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, well, okay. <laughs> no. You win. 
<laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I didn't actually mean to duck on you like that. I just yeah. thought it would be funny, a funny thing to do. No, yeah, we all think things. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> no, it, it is, it is a ridiculous fight. They just keep jumping down from the, uh, from the balcony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just, it just keeps happening over and over and over. Um, the, uh, after you get past the, uh, the chef, um, we run into Lao. Um, he has Haruka and he's sold the pendant to Nishiki, right. uh, you know, um, says like, actually Haruka is worth more than the 10 billion. I'm like, Hmm, what's going on here? Like at, at this point, because everything's so goofy, I'm like, Oh, does she have like a genetic code? Is she a perfect clone? Like how, how much is this, you know, how ghost in the Shelly or how is this going to get, you know, like how far is this <laughs> ghost in Shelly? Yeah, goes in the Shelly. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, what What exactly how outsized is, is this going to get? Right. You know, like at this point, like, oh, the girl is worthwhile, like weird. Hmm. Um, and uh, so he, he, you know, you can do a boss fight with him. Yeah. And this is a long, pretty tough fight as yeah. well. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. got a, he's got a Naginta. Like he will fight you, you know, like with this basically spear. So, you know, like this is the first weapon with a tremendous amount of reach that a boss is using against you. Yeah. I'm not super crazy about this fight. No, um, you know, but you do it. And the police actually show up here because, uh, there was a huge gunfight and you, you killed 40 dudes <laughs> and, and, uh, you get arrested for kidnapping. Right. Uh, here, you know, you have, have the girl, um, and you don't have Dante a good answer for, for why you have her. Yeah. Which is, you know, fair, fair play, <laughs> uh, fair play officer. I just found her and this is my girl now. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and Dante tries to get you released, but, uh, can't. And right. Sudo, who is this character who looks like um, Guy Pierce, and uh, he looks like a Japanese Guy Pierce. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he's visually kind of quoting that, you know, mm-hmm. that LA Confidential uh, Guy Pierce look. Says like, "Hey, stop pursuing the case. Get off the case." Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and he becomes fired at this point. And I was like, "Whoa!" Like the Sudo guy is bad news, <laughs> uh, but he's not. Right. Secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Secrets later on. Turns out he's okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I, so I don't know if he's fired. It says that he's fired, but he still has access to police resources later on. I, I, I think that that's just an inconsistency in the script. Yeah. They didn't take his, his copter keys. <laughs> right. Uh, this, this is the one with the car chase. Actually, this is the chase. Yeah. Uh, it, it ends with the car chase because when you're going back from Yokohama, um, all of a sudden, you know, uh, these MBI guys, um, are coming after you. Um, and, uh, or no, it's, uh, the, the, the triad as well, um, who are kind of gunning you down. Um, but not before this, uh, this incredible, you know, reveal, not incredible, but like this very important reveal. Um, the people who tried to take Har- Haruka from Stardust were part of the MBI, um, this government agency that is controlled by the cabinet and, um, kind of headed by somebody named Jingu. Um, and also Mizuki's body, you know, the one that we saw the picture of, uh, was fake. That was not Mizuki. Yeah. Plot twister going round and around <laughs> yeah. at this point. And it, it does the shooting segment that is excrement. <sighs> Um, like, it, so you're in the car, um, you have a, uh, uh, it's a little bit virtual cop, you know, you're just moving around a cursor shooting. Um, the car like moves though and bounces and turns and stuff. So it's very mm-hmm. hard to get a beat on anything. Yeah. Um, you, you can reload slash dodge, mm-hmm. which means you go back in the car to reload, uh, but you can only stay in for a second. Yeah. Right. It's not like a toggle or like you don't hold it to dodge. Right. So like somebody, uh, the end of this ends with a guy with an automatic weapon on top of a, a semi truck. Mm-hmm. He will shoot you like do, 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 and you can dodge and your dodge doesn't last for an entire clip. No. So it's like getting shot, sticking your head in the car, knowing there are bullets still coming at you and <laughs> coming back out of the car to get shot some more. Yeah. Um, the car has a health meter. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. 
in the, these things. And the worst part about it is the the tinker truck speeds up and slows down. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of switch whether you want to face forward, like in the four cardinal directions. Yes. But as um, far as I could but, tell, but you can only go not, one. Yeah. You, well, you, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say only in 90 minute degree increments, but also only like clockwise. Oh, right? that, that, yeah, that's not the case. Okay, um, you can, good. yeah, you can go left. That might've been an emulator thing. Okay. Actually. Yeah. It's yeah. possible, you know, or like some kind of weird thing where my button that did that was like pressed down when I started the emulator and it didn't, yeah, you know, there could have yeah. been any number of problems, but I could only go clockwise for one reason or another, which meant that if I passed it, like if I was like tapping, you know, frantically to get to where the truck was in the right position for like a, you know, a couple seconds and accidentally overshot it, I would have to go all the way around the horn <laughs> to get back to it. It was infuriating. Yeah, <laughs> like, circle I the block. this. Yeah, no. Um, even if you did have the ability to, you know, go left and right because of that 90 degree um, lack of granularity, um, <laughs> when you have enemies that are uh, riding alongside you, they will pretty much just rest in the scene um, yeah. between, between the two different the two different viewpoints. So they'll pull up slightly. You can't actually get one of them. And then you rotate and then move your cursor all the way over to the right. And by that time, they have backed up back into the other viewpoint. It's very, uh, very inelegant. And I, just what I wanted was the ability to swing the view around with the right with the right stick. That's what Me would too. have made that good. Not good, yeah. but like it would have made it um, more functional, right? And a little less like if like a little less uh, realistic. Mm-hmm. Like if I if my cursor didn't bounce around quite as much. Yeah. With the with the car moving around. And things you know but it, it's it wasn't like a static it was never like a static scene i was taking aim upon yeah like everything was moving all the time um yeah it, this is very frustrating and, it, and luckily it doesn't do it again but like the times this game tries to break up its its action are not good right um so after you eventually get through this uh, and i end up save like saves coming it you know like i got to the point where i'm like okay that was a good run at the first time you know like i uh, got through the first phases oh and it's also about 10 minutes long Mm-hmm. And if you die on the the boss, you start over. Yep. Um, with all of the stuff, all the the preamble, no. with all the motorcycles coming up to you and stuff, it sucks. Yeah. So if if I got to the uh, the first time, you know, the first time I just died, and I was like, oh, you know, that sucks. And then the second time, if I, you know, I do the first part, if I had enough health to where I thought I could do the the tanker truck, I saved. Right. And then did it with a, you know, kept trying it from that because I was done with it. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I had to do any retries, but like that would be intolerable. Yeah. Well, I also, you know, I only thought I could, or I could only move in one direction. Yeah. So that was very frustrating. So yeah, it sucks that you start over. Um, this moves on to chapter 10, the shape of love. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Which is an incredibly cheesy title for a thing. Yes. (laughs) It's a heart. Yes. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Shinji calls you uh, on on the phone and says like, Hey, someone close to you is linking information or leaking information. And Nishki knows your every move. That is why he's been able to get the drop on you at every turn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so you, you have a spy master in your employee. So you go to Kage's and you, uh, look at all the uh, surveillance tapes he has from all over the city. Um, and you find out that uh, your bartender friend Reina is the leak. Yes. So she, Um, you know, after you leave to go, to go to Uta to get your tattoo retouched, um, and get that information, she calls Shinji and says, Hey, this is, this is what's going on. Here's where you can find him, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Um, so as you're heading back to back, back to Serena, you get a call again from Shinji saying like, hey, Reina loved Nishiki, um, but um, they had a conflict and she tried to shoot him. And so, you know, that's why they're hiding out um, somewhere that you can see um, from the Millennium Tower in Purgatory. Like they are on the run from from Nishiki's family. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is um, incredibly frustrating because there's no map marker and you just have to kind of intuit 
um, you know, what is <laughs> what is in between these two things. The Millennium Tower is not actually marked on the map, so I couldn't remember where that was, and I couldn't distinguish it from the uh, from the camera angles. So, like, I just had to like walk around until somebody until I beat somebody up, and they actually just told me where like where to go. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks getting there. And then once you get inside, um, it's just this building full of dudes with guns mm -hmm. that uh, doesn't have like some stairwells are kind of randomly blocked off. Yeah. So, so it's like you can make your way up like a couple floors and get to a dead end and then have to backtrack. Yeah. Uh, and enemies don't respawn. But at some point I was not fighting everything because I was so frustrated. Yeah. You know, by just fighting dudes with guns. Yeah. Like th this sucks. Like in, in the last chapter, like, the gun thing sucked or the, the car thing sucked. Like we're getting into some sucky encounters here at yeah. the end of the game. Like it's, it's really kind of a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, and I feel like this really kind of continues. There's a bright spot, but that's really it for me. Yeah. Um, but they, they, they yeah. shouldn't have done a maze in this engine with this combat. No, 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 it's no, not like no, a maze, probably. but you know what I mean? Like having backtracking yeah. or, you know, like just uh, having a wrong way to navigate is not, uh, not the best use of this game's uh, strengths. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So up on the roof, you know, um, of this, of this abandoned building, um, is where Shinji and Reina are. Um, Reina's dead. She has been shot. Um, and you have this fight with some Nishiki lieutenants, uh, one of which has two guns. Like this two is, guns. this is an incredibly difficult boss fight because he's just peppering you with, with, with submachine guns the entire time. Yes. So if you don't have the bulletproof vest before the section, uh, then you are like, I can't imagine doing it no. without it. Um, like this, this is very, very frustrating. Like the only way I was able to, even with the bulletproof vest, the way I was able to beat this was just to kind of manipulate, making him kind of run around, uh, air ducts. Yeah. You know, there's a like corner cover. that's kind of dense with stuff. Yeah. And just use cover and get him to like peek around a corner, you know, back kick him or kick him once or twice before he yeah. could just kind of instantly break out of it, do a little dash and shoot me. Yeah. He's very acrobatic. So that's yeah. tougher to do than you would think based on the way every other single enemy moves. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's got a boss move set. Yeah. So um so Shinji has been holding on to Yumi's ring and he gives it to me and we get the dramatic shouting from the rooftop of Shinji. Yep. Yeah. There we go. That's what this that's what this is now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like and but it's you know that's that's how movies end. Yeah. But no. Like we're, we three more chapters. There's 13, not uh, 12 chapters. Oh. So we we got a lot more climax to come. <laughs> um with chapter 11, Honor and Humanity. Yes. Um, so Shinji, uh, before, you know, he had died, uh, mentioned a woman named Akemi and, uh, Kage knows, uh, the strip club that she works at, um, this, uh, this, uh, Shangri-La. Yes. Where she works uh, at. They call this... it a soap plant. Um, yeah, I don't know what that means. Neither do I. They, they it's all NES carts of bubble bath babes. <laughs> like, and they, they do the bubble bath babe, uh, poses. Um, I, this chapter, I also feel like needs, should have been cut. Yeah, because the, what this is doing is setting up a plot twist that happens in the next chapter. Yeah. So like if this was earlier when mm -hmm. we were in the like explore the CD side of this area. Yeah. You know, and we need to establish that there's a master forger mm -hmm. like fine. But to do it right before it actually <laughs> fires is yeah. so sloppy. And and also to like just have her say offhandedly, oh, five years ago, Fuma had me make oh, these documents God. for somebody. It's so it's so sloppy. <laughs> and like Chekhov doesn't just pull out a gun and shoot you. <laughs> Like that's not why they. You know, well, it's kind of it's kind of his thing. Yeah, it's it's he hides a gun and then later finds it. He doesn't just say like, "Here's my gun." <laughs> you know, he shows you the gun. Then you guys go have dinner, and then he shoots you. Right, right. You know, like it's it, it's a pacing nightmare. Like this chapter <laughs> is not only is this chapter annoying because like I'm dealing with strip clubs again, right? Like I'm like 
this this the story I just lost like one of my best friends. The story has some pace to it and some kind of like real urgency. Like I'm in a climax. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go like deal with how to get into a strip club now. Like I like I really wish this chapter wasn't here. Um, so it, it's kind of the, the general ending pacing problem here because it's not yeah. just like getting into the the strip club. You have to like go talk to the ex boyfriend. Yeah, right? um, you also have Who to pay him in the a porn shit- shop. Yeah, you have you have to you have to pay him a shitload of money too, which you have. Yeah. But like if you were you know, somehow not doing this, like amassing that amount of money. Like that is several, you know, several missions worth of, worth of cash. Yeah. 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 Just like go, go around, you know, beat up street punks and sell their perfume until you can pay enough money to get into this thing. And like, you know, my, my version of like this character, like would just bust in Yeah, at this point, you know, like several times. Yeah. Like it's, it's totally my thing. Like it's what I do, (laughs) you know, but you can't, uh, you can't interrupt this like weird stripper culture. (laughs) So thumbs down. Like, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's pretty fun that the reveal, you know, it's these, it's these, um, women who work at a bar who are the counterfeiter and her apprentice. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, neat. But like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't add up to an awful lot except for one amazing interaction when you actually do get into Shangri-La and you have this young, young girl with you <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, Kazuma being the smooth talker that he is, um, says the following line. Uh, when somebody asks, like, hey, why is that little girl with this you? Is, this is actually very good. <laughs> it's take your doll. It's a social studies field trip. And then he punches a statue. Punches a head off of a statue. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, yeah. And the clerk says, very well, sir. It's yeah. like, I want to say, it's take your daughter to work day. That's very, like, at this, uh, this, this very exclusive club. Like, that would have been incredible. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's it's very funny. Um, the, just to make sure we don't, for people who are not uh, playing this game, just so we don't gloss over all the important oh, shit, stuff with the yeah. counterfeiter. Um, so this is mostly, like, we got to go back and forth to get in touch with this counterfeiter. Uh, because we need to get into this club, the person uh, is an illegal alien, so they need the counterfeiter to make them ID. Mm-hmm. Um, this entire thing is to reveal a piece of information right. to us, is that she had made this fake identity five years ago for uh, Mizuki. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes. that, yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't so, say that it's for Mizuki, but yeah. Yeah. That, that's who it, that's what it's for. It's like, yeah. Oh, I made one five years ago today. Ooh. Like it's very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this doesn't like, this doesn't pay off at all because you get the, you get the forged papers for the, uh, for the woman, for the, for, for the immigrant. And she says, Oh, I actually gave the pass to my boyfriend as a memento. So he could remember me. <laughs> I, I don't, man. Yeah. What is, what is going on? Then, you know, so you do this amazing bust into the statue, which you mentioned the take your daughter to work day, which like, go, go leave Haruka somewhere. Like, <laughs> um, and oh, uh, so you're in the, we, we should probably talk about the, the side quest here too, because you actually mm-hmm. find, um, the bar Perry's P Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, like when you go there and, and talk with them, like, like this is a fake bar down to every detail, including the, 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 the fake Mizuki. Hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so like, like that, like that is why there was somebody who, you know, with an identical body, they, they, you know, hired somebody who looked like her and get, you know, got her a, a forged tattoo to be, you know, to be like her. So like that ties up that end. I just wanted to make sure we, we had that detail because yeah. that is a notable side quest. Yeah. It's and just to make the plot uh, kind of make sense. There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Going on. So that is uh, necessary <laughs> for that. So let's take your daughter to work day. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's quite all right. <laughs> um, which, which is kind of fun. You go into the brothel. Um, you talk to this Akeme person we learned. And they say that uh, Shinji asked her to marry him. Um, the Omi family and Nishiki are also looking for Sarah's last will. So we find yeah. out about this will kind of thing, which contains the name of the, the person willed to be the kind of fourth boss. Yes. Um, all fine and good, I guess. Like getting here sucked, but yeah. whatever. Then someone drives their car into the re- the, the building and it's Pacho. <laughs> yep. And he, he's back yep. for like an unreasonable. So like 
the one thing in this whole section of chapters that works for me mechanically is mm -hmm. the guns in this chapter where you're constantly finding shields and trays and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like this is kind of neat because you can block with them and they have much more durability if you use them to block instead of weapons. Mm -hmm. So getting making your way back down here as he sends all of his gun goons up to you. Yeah. Um, you know, is kind of fun and interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, this is a, this is a is good combat back? dungeon. Yeah, I, I have no yeah. idea why, my, why Masha goes back. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. It's just like we like the design of this guy. Yeah. You know, I thought this guy like this has been like the, the prologue encounter the he came back and now he's coming back again. And it just it feels like everyone vying to be the main antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a there, there's a little bit of stuff like 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 a weird, gross interaction with a woman. Like he's menacing one of one of them and says, like, oh, you know, like he decides to spare her life because she was honest because like she he wanted to sleep with her. And he said, oh, I've got a boyfriend. He's like, OK, well, I'll let you live because you told me the truth. Yeah. <laughs> just okay. Not, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand that you're not like, I understand you're weird, Goro. Come on. <laughs> yeah. We all know you're weird. Like you wear the, you wear a Riddler jacket. Like <laughs> you're ready you look, for the floor. I get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you look like you're going to tell me how to get money from the government. <laughs> yeah. You know, like we know, we all know you're weird. Okay. I'll fight you in a basement. Like you fight on the floor and then fall into the basement because nothing matters anymore. No. And, and, uh, this boss fight is like pretty frustrating too. Oh, I had fun with uh, it. I find. Yeah, yeah. really? Like I, I do. I think this is a tough boss fight and yeah. like not that, not super fun for, to my mind. Yeah. Um, he's, he's too quick for me. Oh. Um, and there's a lot of like real tempting pieces of masonry I want to hit him with, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's so clunky. Interrupts me. Yeah. They're he, traps. He, he could, see, he's quick, but he commits to combos. So like if mm. you, if you can dodge him, um, if you know, if, if you, if you really put an emphasis on dodging him, like you can get several hits in as he is mm. uh, going through those. So, yeah. It might have just been like I might have just been done with the game. Yeah. You know, I wanted wanted the game to end at this point. And this is like another boss fight that's not the climactic boss fight. Mm -hmm. So that could have been what I was feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also ridiculous. The fact that the floor breaks and you fall into the basement uh, that is flooding. Yeah. Like it's just you know, a, little, a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's over the top. Yeah. Um, so you find out after this um, that Fuma is at the uh, the Shibara docks um, and Dante says like, hey, um, both the police HQ and the MBI are really putting the pressure on him about his relationship with me. Like, Hey, why are you rolling around with this Cosima guy? Because he is, you know, a fly in the ointment for like every single person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we move on to chapter 12 uh, here. Um, Puma is being kept on this boat uh, by a rogue Omi family agent. Yes. Um, um, I need to we... look up this guy's name because he is actually really important. Yeah, he's he's kind of a big tough. He's got a mustache. Yeah, yeah. This uh, is uh, um, Tarada is, uh, is, yeah. is his name. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is where you get your big exposition dump, like telling you the most of the plot, like what's happened for the last five years. Yes. Here. So like Mizuki is Yumi. And, you know, Haruka's father uh, is Jingu from the MBI, this, you know, shadowy figure who is sending the uh, the, the government suits after you. Who is a cartoon supervillain. Yes. Like he is a very poorly developed character and he's just like a like a Dexter or something right. like that. Or not even like a Dexter bad guy. Like he's just a, a psychopath. Right. You know, for no no real particular good reason, I feel like. You know, I, I do not like Jingu. No, his motivation is incredibly like his motivation is just like, oh, he, he's really ambitious, so he will do anything to get what he wants. 
<laughs> yeah, he's real, real mustache twirling evil. Yeah, you know, and they're trying to set him up a little bit as a, a you know, a foil to Nishiki, Nishiki, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it, it doesn't work for me. Right, like because I don't care about him and I don't think he's, you know, he's just, he's just a bad character. Right, right. You know, he's he's a romus. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fuma attempted to help Yumi regain her memory after the shooting, uh, and the process helped Fuma realize that uh, Nishiki shot. Dojima. Yeah, like you didn't he, do it. Yeah, he was showing he was showing her photo photos of the uh the crime scene. Yeah. Because he put it together over the process of of revealing this. Uh, so I'm oh. abusing her through her PTSD. <laughs> 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 yeah. You remember this? Remember this? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute, this blood splatter. Look at this blood splatter. Um yeah. <laughs> so Yumi, you know, fell into this relationship with Jingu back when he was, I I presume, an okay guy or was hiding his shitheadedness. Um but um the prime minister's daughter proposed to Jingu and, you, you know, Yumi left him so he could marry her and, you know, kind of get on his way, you know, to, toward being more powerful. Right. It was like a, like, right. like, like a political kind of thing. And this is where Jingu uh, kind of totally breaks bad. Um, there was a, like, he, he kills this reporter uh, that we found out about way earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. Like he's the person who killed that reporter. Yeah. yeah. That named reporter. Yeah. Um, we didn't really talk about that. Like weird little sub character, but it's not really necessary because uh, Kage fulfills the same purpose. Yes. Um, and, uh, Sarah helped him dispose of that body. Um, Jingo needs to kill two more people to seal up these loose ends. Like he's trying to hide everybody who knows the secret. Right. Right. Um, so they send this, uh, Yakuza assassin after Yumi and this is all done in like flashback cutscene. Yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, Haruka and, but Fuma, uh, comes in and kills the assassin. Yeah. And, and at uh, this very moment, you know, because of the shooting that was averted, Yumi regained her memory. Right. Yeah, and she remembers one specific detail about shootings <laughs> and that's it. Right. And so, um, she kind of realizes, Hey, things are, things are real. Right. And we need to actually do, do some things to protect ourselves because as long as Yumi is around, um, you know, she, she's kind of always going to be, uh, facing this. Right. So she changes her identity to Mizuki. That is the identity that was made. Um, and also, um, Fuma, um, has Haruka live at the sunflower orphanage. You know, she was very young at this point. Like, you know, Jingu, terrible guy, sent somebody to, um, you know, kill his ex-wife and uh, his uh, his baby. His daughter. Yeah. yeah. Like, pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um, and the, this is uh, kind of the origin of that 10 billion yen, because yeah. it originally belonged to Jingu. Yeah, like he was attempting to launder it through the Yakuza. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so, like, Shimano and the other Omi are now at the boat. Like this is a huge, huge kind of showdown because they are after Fuma um, because of, you know, again, you know, he is a threat to the, uh, to the, to the kind of the ascension of the new family. The power so, like, grab. Yeah. Yeah. And so like um, they start lobbing grenades onto the deck of the ship. I have no idea how everybody gets off of the boat. I don't know. <laughs> because Cosmo only gets off by like running and jumping from the ship to the dock to have this gigantic fight. <laughs> yeah which every and this you actually um this one thing i like about this i mean i don't particularly like this fight mm-hmm. but the one thing i do like about it so shimano shows up he's shirtless again with his mm-hmm. dragons but fuma actually has some reinforcements yeah uh, <laughs> so a character who comes up who is very obviously voiced by uh john DiMaggio. yeah like, it's just bender's voice says hey you have any uh, i can't do bender <laughs> Fuck, I, just, I just realized i can't do bender just like, <laughs> like your bender was hey do you have any <laughs> yeah i was trying yeah yeah well <laughs> Yeah, I can't do it either. Right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a very strange voice. Um, but um, but yeah, it's very obviously better saying like, "Hey, you call for some help," um, and it's like a big uh, it's a big gang fight. Yeah, it's it's a it's a battle royale with like you know kind of even odds. Even though your idiots like don't they hang back a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Like um, Shimano uh, 
kept like kind of chasing me down with a couple like cronies while all of my idiots would fight one of his guys very slowly. Yeah. Uh, so it only, you know, only kind of worked no. um, as a, as a, as an even fight, but it's like a fine boss fight. I'm just ready for, ready for the game to be over. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh, it's appreciably different. Like it is a different kind of fight, which is, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah. A big group, big group brawl. brawl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Shimano is kind of at the center of this and you, you know, lay the smack down on the fight only ends when he is down. Um, and before he dies, he actually throws a grenade at uh, Fuma and Haruka. Um, and Fuma takes the, uh, you know, t- t- takes the shot. Yeah, he takes the grenade. Yep. <laughs> he, he throws himself on, yeah. you know, on, on Haruka to protect her. Um, and you find out when you talk to him that uh, he, Sarah, and Yumi uh, took that 10 billion um jingo was using the tojo clan for this money laundering suite another just kind of plot detail mm-hmm. um the bigger reveal here that's kind of interesting is that he's the one who killed your parents and he runs the sunflower orphanage which is a place he built to house all the orphans that he uh, makes. people he's killed yeah like which is i think that's a cool detail yeah yeah you know i hope that uh yakuza zero deals with that as well mm-hmm. i think that's a neat that's a cool idea yes um so he's he's kind of a father figure in, you know, even though he killed your parents, but that kind of mm-hmm. explains why he did the sacrifice to, you know, rescue you from the torturer, mm-hmm. all these things, because he has this sense of like obligation to all these people. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, a, I think it's a cool character thing. Like I actually like this character and, and how that articulates. Yeah. He is, in, yeah, incredibly good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like Fuma a lot. I'm very excited to play Yakuza Zero because he has a, he has a big role in that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit cheesy because like, you know, Cosmo forgives him. That's not the cheesy part. Like, you know, uh, Fuma's the only father he's ever known. Yeah. You know, like since he's, you know, since he got out, uh, but he expresses that by screaming, you were my real father. It's, yep. <laughs> it's like, you're declaring like bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> I declare you're my real father. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> So we move, we move on to the, uh, chapter, uh, 13, AKA finale, uh, spoiler. It isn't, um, I mean, it's like, we've already, I feel like we've been in finale. Um, and, uh, so, so we move on here and, uh, this is a real bummer to me as well. Um, this chapter for the most part, yeah. uh, like ludically because it's, it's, we're not doing new, new stuff. No. Right. You need to get to Aries to find Yumi, uh, slash Mizuki. Um, you know, we know it's Yumi now mm-hmm. and, uh, the streets are full of rioters. Yeah. So it is just, uh, constant fights. Yeah. It is, way, it is like, like six rounds. So like, it's not even like on the way it's like when you're by Serena, it is just six different, you know, six different street fights, uh, with kind of this escalating, you know, toughness to them. And then you're just free. And then for the rest of the game, you know, if you want to do any open world stuff, which I didn't want to do, like they just have these tougher groups of enemies who are coming after you because you are, you know, you're a marked man. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, so that, that all works. Right. And like, it, it's fine. And Kazuma is really badass about it. Oh yeah. Right. So like, you know, this whole army he's literally fighting because we've, we've left reality so far behind that. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you are, you are the cop that can't be stopped. Um, <laughs> but it, I'm just like, I'm sick of just doing like the way they actually are in the game is just real basic ass street fights. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had this like intense feeling like you don't really need to do this again. Yeah. You know, um, so it really kind of bummed me out. Like I liked how, how like one of these maybe, mm-hmm. right? Like it's you versus this army. And it's just like, you're just like, you know, super strong. It's very similar to the, uh, the restaurant thing. Yeah. Where it's like, they wanted him to be him fighting an army, but they could only have you fight, you know, six people at once. Mm-hmm. So yeah, real bummer. 
Um, Date <laughs> is looking through these papers. We have this, like we start the subplot with Date where he kind of figures, starts figuring things out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just one piece of information he needs. He, you know, he finds yeah. a microfiche of, of, of Sarah with Jingu. So like all yeah. of a sudden there is this connection between, you know, the MBI and the, uh, the, the, you know, the chairman of the Tojo clan. And like yeah. that is enough to convince Sudo, this person who we think is going to be the, you know, the face of the corrupt force who ultimately stops Date from, you know, being effective, uh, you know, effective help at your side. And Sudo immediately is like, OK, well, we've got to act on this because like Jingu can't can't he can't go on. We can't let him do this. Yeah. But the, the way that that, articul- that that happens with the way it articulates, this cutscene is actually uh, shown to you in pieces mm-hmm. um, between fights, because at first it's Sudo breaking in on him. And seeing him there and you're like, oh, shit, you know, like Sudo is going to kill him because, you know, he seemed like he was going to be a bad guy. So it's a weird it's a weird kind of twist. Yeah. That he turns out teaming up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, you eventually make it to Millennium Tower, which is full of the MBI, um, which are the kind of FBI government agent guys. Yeah. Uh, who are super gun guys. Um, the layout of this is really like the is kind of confusing. There are like all these sets of stairs that don't go to the same floors yeah yeah and like they skip um, floors. yeah there, there there's a problem with visibility you know you can't advance until all the people are done you have to hunt people down yeah um, on these different floors like, and stuff some guys just running into a, a magazine rack <laughs> you know and i just have to find this guy like running in place in front of a magazine rack before i can move on to do the climax like fourth climax of this game you know to fight this guy they just introduced like it it is a real bummer like yeah. i was i was pretty mad Mm-hmm. uh during these last couple chapters like um you know, I, so I wasn't mad but like it does it does grind on you a little bit yeah 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 and then and, you know not not super fun fights mm-hmm. when you uh so the uh pseudo and date come out in a helicopter they're gonna go like back you up in a helicopter which also doesn't doesn't, <laughs> doesn't add up to a whole lot it, it's like sub mic yeah <laughs> like it's it's you know you, my, you don't my, even pull a mic. Mike, Mike helps you for most of that chapter yeah, Mike is a paragon of humanity. Um, Pseudo is not. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like you're on the rooftop, and this is the, uh, the, the this is the big showdown, right? Because oh, it's one of the big showdowns. Yeah, because we got we got a couple more big showdowns ah, coming. Geez, yeah, you know. So. <laughs> so like you're up there, Jingu lands down, um, and you know he tries to uh, you know he tries to shoot Haruka again. He wants to finish the job. He doesn't care about his daughter's life, um, and Kazuma um takes the bullet right yeah so okay. uh which just amounts to having his arm kind of grazed <laughs> so yeah he, he's taking a lot of bullets yeah, yeah yeah um you know and yumi dresses him down but uh you know um jingu tries to take some shots at her but jingu like the bullets miss her and i was wondering like is that what's what's special about the pendant that it's like a fortune me, kind of thing yeah me too <laughs> like it's like how much magic is is going on <laughs> right like, that it's, it's, like, it's a straight up like pulp fiction thing he empties, he empties a clip at her and she just stands there defiantly and nothing hits yeah you you are totally all over the place at this point <laughs> as far as like the rules right go like internal consistency is out the window um so and also just like this is jingo's first like dialogue and stuff and he's such a mustache twirling piece of you know just like <laughs> You know, just like a two-dimensional, like, yeah. he's like, you know, he's got the personality of like Wario. Yeah. You know, and he's the driver of this plot. Like, that sucks. Yeah. Um, So uh, you find, we find out that uh, Jingo was using Sarah for political power, but now he's aligned with the Omi family. Um, Nishiki was just a pawn used to tear the Tojo clan apart. Aided and uh, you me. were like, yeah. you're just kind of like this agent of chaos. Like they, they let my, my struggle with shit with uh, Nishiki actually um you know kind of like help drive the families apart uh so the omi family can make their make their coup right yes chaos is a ladder yeah um 
so but yumi however because we're just in plot twist like you know 72 or whatever <laughs> yumi has rigged the money in this briefcase with a bomb right knowing that jingo cares more about the money than uh her her hurica mm-hmm. you know she, she will eventually die however kazuma has the will Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was given as well so it's like everyone's just revealing things like it's just like this is ridiculous like but what if i have this you know, shinji comes back um, from the dead and says actually this is all a simulation yeah <laughs> <laughs> one of these are. things isn't true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but he reveals the will and this goes into a into a flashback where you know sarah is writing this you know knowing that things are coming to a head he says hey i can't name the i can't name the successor you know, Fuma, you, you know, it, it needs to be left to you, you know, to do this. Uh, and Fuma chooses Kazuma. He, you know, he chooses Kiryu to do this. So yep. um, <laughs> he makes this again, broad declaration. I am the fourth chairman of the Tojo clan. Get the fuck out of my city. Well, and, and what, but his, Jingo is already trying to take down the Tojo clan. Like this isn't going to mean anything to him. Right. You know, it's it's like showing authority to somebody who is not, you know, doesn't work for you. Right. You know, it's such a, it's such a limp reveal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's important kind of to the audience because you know he's got this kind of stature. But I don't know. Yeah. Like none of this stuff works for me. Like I don't I don't like this. Right. Um. I like that he ends up being the boss because it makes me want to see his further adventures because mm-hmm. I like Kazuma so much. Yes. But it's just a. So we do this really long kind of rooftop fight with tons of special forces people, like tons <laughs> of SWAT guys, <laughs> land, yeah. uh, who have the power to come back from the dead. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, especially up when you when you when you're fighting Jingu, you know, on the, on the rooftop, uh, it's it's a little bit like Throne Watcher, Throne Defender. If you if you take both of them out, they will both revive at full health. So like you are best fit uh, taking one of them out, keeping the other one at low health, uh, and then just focusing on Jingu while you uh, you know while you just take take whatever shots they throw at you. And and Jingu is Jingu is such an annoying character to fight because yeah. he just runs away from you and then takes shots at you. Right. Like he just, he just like tries to stay away from you. So it's a real like kind of keep away. Yeah. Thing. Um, really annoying fight. Mm-hmm. Um, after you win that, Nishiki takes a, makes a final play for the money. So yeah. here's another like climax yeah. to, like, to what is much closer to an emotional core of the game. Oh, of course. Right. Because like Nishiki understands like that he has been a pawn in all of this, but like he was still using it as, as his opportunity. You know, you're down in areas, the bar thinking that, um, you know, Jingu has been taken care of. Um, and this is like, Hey, I've always been jealous of what you and Yumi share, you know, Kazuma and Yumi, um, you know, and says that, uh, you know, when everything went down 10 years ago, he decided to, you know, take control of his destiny. Yeah. yeah. So. Which this, this works a little bit better. This is like a, a fight with somebody. This is your, you know, your dragon versus carp. Yes. Fight where it's, it's unarmed. There's no like ads, there's no guns. And mm-hmm. they, you, he also has kind of this, uh, this similar kind of street fighting move set. Right, right. And you're fighting, like, you're, like there are special moves, like, to throw him through windows and over counters and stuff like that. Like, this uses the space in a cool way. Yeah, this is not so bad. Right. Um, it's You know, it's not my favorite fight in the game, but it's fine. You know, it's it's it's, it's well and good. You take him out. Um, Yumi uses the pendant to open this door to the money room. That's why the pendant is important, why it's worth that money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the pendant itself is actually worth it. No, no, it's just the code um, to get in um, yeah. to this gigantic Breaking Bad storage locker. Um, and her, you know, like she, she realizes like this money is always going to be, you know, a, a, you know, a terrible thing for us. You know, like we're, as long as it exists, uh, we are in incredible danger. So he decides, Hey, I'm going to take the suitcase bomb and try and blow it up. Yes. Um, which is like, you know, that's climactic. However, not climactic enough because then Jingo comes back. He's not dead. Um, <laughs> why, why, I don't know why Ka- Kazuma never like actually like, you know, well, he, never, he, never, he never kills anybody. 
Yeah, he just beat them up. <laughs> right. But like, make sure he's knocked out. You know, yeah. I don't know, tie him up. Um, <laughs> you know, and we didn't we didn't really mention this, but the the bumbling uh, dips that are Date and uh, Sudo show up in the helicopter before this, right? <laughs> yeah, and then just kind of get shot and then lands. <laughs> they, they go to ground. This isn't our game. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just they just serve as a momentary distraction. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, so Jingo shows up and he's gonna shoot Kazuma. Um, which like come at me. Like I've literally been shot. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, 2000 times. Um, Haruka walks in front of him, which is a brave little gesture. Yeah. Um, but then Yumi walks in front of her and she gets killed because of course she has to. Right. Uh, right. For pathos. Yeah. This is, this is revealed. I like the way this is shot actually. Like you mm-hmm. see, you, you know, you, you see uh Haruka walk in front of Kazuma and then you hear the gunshot and you think, okay, well, Oh shit. You know, Haruka's dead. And then the camera, you know, cuts and reveals that Yumi is in front of her. Yeah. Um, so as this is happening, uh, guess who also is not knocked out? Uh, Nishiki, <laughs> who stabs Jingo and finishes things by shooting the bomb uh, while they're in the room. Like, yeah, nobody gets this money. If, you know, if I can't have it, nobody can. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Nishiki, the bomb has a timer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, you know, it, we didn't, we thought of how to set it off. <laughs> you know, like, and it is such a, like a pileup of dramatic like yeah. things like we, we just listed like 10 different endings <laughs> that have happened in a row for this. Like it right. is, it's ludicrous. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. Like we, you know, when the, when the side of the tower blows open and then just all of a sudden this yen, you know, the, the this burning in falls like all over the true. city. Like, like that, that is a cool, uh, like, uh, like visually that's amazing. Well, and I like it as a, as a, you know, source for this dirty money, this cursed money that gets dispersed and it can't do, <laughs> you know, harm and it goes to everyone. Right. You know, and if you would, I, I understand, I could understand the approach to this where if like you felt kind of more affection for like the gen- the city mm-hmm. in this game, like if you really engage with that and you were just like, this is a city, a, a lively, like lovely place. And I made a bunch of friends here, like really kind of enjoying this. You know, I wish that it had shown it. Uh, I wish this was positioned right above purgatory. Oh, yeah. Because the, all the homeless people getting the money would have felt better to me. Yeah. Than just the citizens. But it, it's still the same kind of basic idea. Yeah. Yeah. You no. Know? Um, and somehow you don't get blown up. <laughs> right. Well, it's a vault. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Directs the explosion um, outwards. Whatever. Um, as you're dying. Um, or as she you is look dying. At, or she, as she's dying. The, uh, the pendant itself, uh, you find out it has your picture in it. Um, and you guys admit that you've always loved each other, even though you're kind of brother and sister. <laughs> and, uh, and she dies. And uh, you're just about to hand yourself over to the cops. But then Date, like it from his like crash helicopter shows up. <laughs> and uh, says like, hey. Uh, if you go to prison for this, you're never coming out. And like, you know, Kazuma is ready to give himself up. He's like, Hey, yeah, this he's nothing is, to live for. yeah, like yeah, everything is here. And then Dante says, no, you, you need to stay out because like, look at her. Haruka has nobody left besides you. Like you need to actually like, you know, take care of her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, you decide to, to live on. Um, we go to the epilogue chapter, which like at this point, and you know, I already feel like it's, full of false endings mm-hmm. the epilogue is just like it says something that happens and then there's a title thing that card title card that says and and it happens <laughs> like the way this is presented is just and 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 it's kind of incredible like i felt like i was being trolled a little bit like because i was like man when will this end like oh and one more thing <laughs> it, it keeps doing it like it's a kind of it's kind of amazing i don't think i've played a game with this many false endings to you, it well you never played metal gear solid 4 <laughs> I, yeah I, yeah i, I never uh, i you know played the beginning of it, i never finished it so yeah. i never got to that but it's uh it's it's got to be pretty similar to this yeah, yeah. Is, is it more or or fewer oh, it's more wow yeah um incredible <laughs> um yeah so uh like you know kazuma has been made the fourth chairman right 
Um, and we actually get this scene of, you know, Kazuma running away from the Tojo family headquarters and getting into Date's car again, mirroring that scene from toward the funeral beginning of, of the fist. game. Yeah. With the funeral yeah. of fist. Um, and we find out Kazuma did his succession ceremony and his retirement ceremony in the same day, you know, being the chairman wasn't the life that he actually wanted. And so, um, he, uh, names Tarada, you know, the person who had, you know, worked with Fuma, um, and kind of like took care of him after he was shot as the uh, as the as the successor so it is somebody from the omi family but it's like a good egg somebody who like is in line with fuma's values right yeah and so um and so yeah like they're you know they're 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 on their way out like like this this sets it up yeah and he's gonna go be a dad yeah and not date or da- date's <laughs> also gonna go be a dad <laughs> right. and as well they're both gonna go be fathers yeah you know and, and date um, like he's no longer on the police force so he's thinking like hey maybe i'll start working with one of these families yeah like why is why as well go to honorable crime yeah. <laughs> um, and then the credits uh, roll with Amazing Grace. Yeah. Uh, plays because there's, you know, like a real, you know, a real tenuous connection of, you know, <laughs> once was lost, but now I'm found like having, you know, yeah. uh, reachieved this after a fall. Yeah, um, also, this is weird. Yeah. Like, weirdly, this is a Christmas game. Like everything takes yeah. place around Christmas. We didn't mention that because it's not really that important to all. But, you know, like maybe one side quest. But yes, this is in December. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we recognize, too, that there's lots of, like, side quests and stuff that we didn't mention. So, yeah. like, if we didn't get to, like, we didn't do them. We talked about that, but, like, just know that I'm aware of that, right? Like, that Christmas thing actually comes up. I Just you saying that reminded me, like, the – did you get the side quest where you you uh, kind of start your own little y- Yakuza? You run into, like, the little punk <laughs> who wants – Yakuza babies? Yeah, you start Yakuza babies. <laughs> oh, no, he's, he's like, hey, we can be Yakuza. Like, I, I'm going to go find leads for you, and, and you can be my my mentor. No, I didn't And he that. goes and finds crimes for you to do, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not very, you know, again, of course, all you do is fight, right? Like, you go into a place and you fight. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a good way of fighting or a bad way of fighting. Like, you either yeah. go shake down people for money or you do the good ending and you get more experience. Nice. You know, but there, there's uh, something in, in that quest that revolves around Christmas, if I recall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then that that's Yakuza. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is like it's real weird, right? Like, so this is out of games that we've done for the show that I would call a win, that I ended up really liking. Mm-hmm. I think this one has the most problems. Yeah, it has the most problems, but it has so much promise. Tons of promise. Yeah, like tons and tons of potential. Just so many things that are like it's weird, right? Like if mm-hmm. if you to me, if I wrote down a list of like strengths and weaknesses of this game, like the weaknesses, there's lots of them. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of things this game doesn't do very well. Right. Um, but it's still like somehow ends up being greater than the, the sum of its parts, mm-hmm. um, you know, enough to make me like interested in the series and really glad we did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of fall in the same. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm very much in the same wavelength as you for that. Um, you know, like it was like the, the, the strength of this first game, which everybody acknowledges is like the worst entry in the series, um, you know, was enough to sell me saying like, yes, I immediately want to see more of this story. Like I am invested in Kazuma. I'm invested in this world in the series. Like just today I fired up Yakuza zero just so I could compare, like, how does the combat feel? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it feels similar while still feeling better, you know, but like, you know, your first fight takes place in that alleyway behind Serena and like, oh, this immediately feels you know, familiar. This like I, I feel invested in this in a in a huge way. Um, I'm kind of ashamed that this has been such a blind spot for me. You know, you can't play everything all the time, but like mm-hmm. I I want to work to rectify this because like this game, you know, uh, for for all of its imperfections and problems, has actually sold me on the entire series. Um, yeah, to want I, to give it a shot. Like me too. I, like I don't know when that will happen. Like right. there's lots of games I need to play. You know, as we talked about. Yeah. Before, like the the Steam aliens are going to come and 
Seamus into submission. But the um, you know, so I feel the same way, like where it's like I slept on this for a long time. I think it's actually very good. In my mind, as somebody who like doesn't like Shenmue, this is like the good version of Shenmue. Yeah. You know, where the story is good, yeah. you know, and it's, it's not quite as repetitive. Like it, it's it's everything I wanted from Shenmue. Plus, I like crime. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think Kazuma is a really good, like really kind of just, uh, you know, badass character, like in mm-hmm. a way that doesn't feel like, you know, uh, a Gears of War. Right. You know, like it doesn't feel like it's trying so hard. Like there's like the performance and the kind of quiet confidence and, and stuff like actually really works for me as a, you know, a, a, as a hero. Yeah. Uh, in this, you know, and uh, kind of like a dark kind of mm-hmm. crime hero. Yeah. And I like crime shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. The actual like the problems with it, though, like I can so see why this is the worst one in the series. Like mm-hmm. it feels a little bit like when people say like, oh, watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but skip the first season. Yeah. You know, well, or, I don't want watch to. The Office, but skip the first <laughs> first season and it's like i don't want to do that but what that actually usually does is it stops me from watching things yeah you know if if someone tells me hey the first season is bad um it's very hard for me to skip a season of a show you know and this is kind of me going into this without knowing uh exactly how rough it is Mm -hmm. just kind of means that because it was for the show i i tore the band-aid off yeah you know i did the hard part of this and uh and now uh it's uh you know i'm it's smooth sailing like i can i feel like i can do the good stuff (laughs) Um, the, yeah. the second one I also think is supposed to be pretty like two and I think four and five are the unequivocal wins mm-hmm. of the main series. I think the next one I'll start is zero because it's yeah, the newest yeah. one and everyone loves it. Yeah. And you're also going to um, see a lot of familiar characters in that too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, and, and see how I feel. So like, I think I'll play zero, yeah. um, but I could see myself over the course of like, you know, maybe like five years or whatever, like mm-hmm. probably slowly cause there's lots of stuff to play yeah. playing the rest of these. Yeah. Um, cause there is, there's something there mm-hmm. like it is, uh, but I, Anyone who's listening to this, like, wait for the remake. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, like you you're can not going to deal with that turret section. Like, you're not going to deal with anything <laughs> that sucks about this. Yeah. Like, you're like so, you're going yes, to have, like, it's going to be in the Yakuza 0 um, engine, right? And yeah. so, like, you're going to have the combat. You're going to have, like, all of the, like, presentational benefits that you get from it. Like, this, this game is going to be obviated in a couple of months in a very weird way. Um, you know, and I don't know enough about the series, like to say like, only if you're a purist or whatever, like, no, no, just go. Like, I, I understand that like the remake is really good, uh, for mm. people who have played it, you know, like it's been out for a, for a long time, you know, we're just waiting for the, for the localized version. Um, yeah, like go do that. Cause like, this is a good story for as much as we had problems with it towards the end, you know, like yeah. it's a cool world. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, like the weird thing is all the the fights between the, yeah, the triads the, and the noids. Right. Sorry. So, I, yeah, I had to like I, I said it, but I realized, oh no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, but cool like world references around somebody who saw Cool World twice in the theater. But uh, but yeah, like it, it is it, it is a worthwhile space to explore. Um, yeah. Do it. I don't know. I, the, I think the, so too. The, the, yeah, the, the, this feels like a win. I, I am. I'm I, very, very happy that it won, even if it is not a kind of traditional um, open world kind of game. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's. A, I didn't even think about that. But that's another thing where it's like, oh, I don't think this really. We talked about things that make open world games special at all in this, mm. which like was kind of the idea. Like we've never really done an open world game, and this really like crackdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like well, I mean, yeah, crackdown's a weird one too, though. Yeah. Like it's open, but there's nothing to do in it other than. <sighs> And as soon as we have to do like Arkham Knight sooner rather than later, Arkham, or, yeah. Yeah, Arkham, uh, not Arkham Knight. Yeah, twi- God twist forbid. my arm. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> do do Arkham but City. Yeah. I want to do that as um as Bat Month and do yeah. NES Batman and then do Arkham City as two episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a really cool Bat Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, no promises. So. We have no timeline for that, but like that would be the yeah. way to do it. Yeah, and and I would love to do Arkham City because that kind of explores more about what open world games are like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's I was 
like as far as games we've done that are like surprises, you know, because we mm-hmm. get that question, you know, from time to time. And like this is for me, it was like one of the biggest surprises because so many things about this on paper are contrary to kind of my like values. This, this right? is not a Gary game. This is more of a cool no. game. Yeah, very, very much so, you know, and like and, and it's that Shenmue d- DNA, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think the things that make uh, make Shenmue work for you and not for me are what's on offer here. But somehow just like the, you know, I like crime stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like crime. I like I like charismatic badasses doing stuff. I like this. Uh, <laughs> these are kind of politics, like this Game of Thrones stuff. Like that's really good. Mm-hmm. You know, and that made it work for me. I was very surprised by how much I like this. Yeah. Um. So. Big it's good chat. Big thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, like one of the better games we've done for the show that you should never ever play. <laughs> uh, just you know, just just skip to the sequels, well, or just just because of timing, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. just uh, you know, even even if Yakuza, even if the remake wasn't coming out, yeah, like I, I wish that I had listened to the people who said actually just play four or five. Mm-hmm. You know, I know I said that I couldn't do that with DVDs, but like, you know, I would I would prefer to have the uh, fully realized potential version of this. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and for me, yeah. I'm I'm happy I got got to see the got to see where it started. Yeah. Yep. Again, yeah. because that band aid band aid ripping off kind of thing, because I would I would eventually get curious. I, I'm glad because I did it yeah you know it's like it's like i'm always happy to, it's like i'm glad i exercise this morning doesn't necessarily mean like i want to exercise right now <laughs> right you know like if you know um yeah so um if you uh so thanks everybody for listening if you have anything to say about ssx tricky mm-hmm. um metal gear solid 2 Knox, um or final fantasy 4 or final fantasy 4 the after years uh hit us up yep we are That's taking the, all comers yes uh duckfeed.tv slash contact um, um, we're going to figure out how, like how we're going to announce what those months are, like how, how far in advance, like this is a lot of games to, to announce in advance. Um, but, um, but yeah, like we'll, we'll get that rhythm established. Yeah. Yeah. And it will probably, I think it'll probably be generally more games advanced in in advance. Yes. Or at the very least, I would like to decide them more in advance. Of course. Yeah. Since we're playing more, I'd like to be able to play ahead. Me too. Further. Um, if you, uh, if you like this show, um, you can do a couple things. Most prominently, you can uh, support us on Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash TV. And if you do so, uh, one of the things is we will give you a uh, thank you. We like to take a little bit of time to thank the people who choose to support us. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much to uh, Holland Hume, who has been around forever. Yeah. Uh, supporting us. I interact with him on Twitter all the time. He is great. He was he was your pod connection, right? That absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is that's 100 percent true. He's the one who solved that that problem for me, yeah. which is awesome. <laughs> thank you, Holland. <laughs> Huge thanks to uh, to Eric Carriott. As well. Um, yeah, Eric Carrion, who didn't become the like a Spider-Man villain, like no. the Carrion Crawler or something like that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but has been around, um, uh, again, forever. Thank you. Yeah, really do appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Glenn. I'm not sure if this is the same Glenn we met in Milwaukee. But, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. But if it is, hello. And if not, hello. It could also be you. Frog from Chrono, uh, Chrono Trigger. It would be, seems unlikely, but it's possible. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Anything is possible. <laughs> don't make my world smaller. Coming. Don't make my world smaller and less magical. Yeah, <laughs> uh, anything is possible on years with Halloween. Yes. <laughs> uh, big thanks to Dave G. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, finally, big thanks to uh, Ian Albanicius. Yeah, Albanicius. That's, a, that's a really good name. I, I don't know how yeah. that's pronounced. I'm just, I want to pretend that it's pronounced you, you, Albanicius. You, you want to get one last correction in before yeah. the episode's over? Oh, yeah. Uh, just a, a, the, uh, what, I'm looking for, what I'm looking for is some kind of aggression that is passive. If we okay. could, if we if we could square that circle, I think yeah. everything is going to be okay. 
well, yeah, what, how can how can I? I need to be able to subtly show dominance <laughs> over somebody. How do I do that without making it real obvious? Um, and I know that we're not going to record this show for a couple more weeks, so like I need to get in one last one after we do the game with the most Japanese names. Uh, something that you know my, my friend and partner has been incredibly open about his difficulties with over the course of the years. How can I get in one final dig? It wasn't my fault that we did both this and Neo in the same week. Okay. Yeah, Neo was wrong. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, uh, I hope I didn't actually hurt your feelings. I'm no, sorry. No, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's one of those things where there's a minor, like, like I get annoyed more at myself. Uh-huh. You know, because it's, it's like a lot of times I know what the actual pronunciation is. I just get like mush mouthed. Yeah. You know, I just say my tongue doesn't want to make the words. Mm-hmm. I've heard it said like I'm not an idiot. I know, you know, yeah. how syllables work. I just, you know, can't replicate it easily for lack of kind of practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so it is uh, saying I will get momentarily annoyed, but it is mostly, you know, annoyed at myself. OK. Well, yeah, I just I, I, I like I said, I hope I didn't actually hurt your feelings. No, no. Yeah. And, and Ian can tell us who, who got the name. Uh, pronounced correctly and if yeah. he doesn't want to hurt my feelings he should <laughs> he should do a gentle lie and tell me it was me the, <laughs> um what else um, um we have some changes to our patreon coming down the way uh those are going to oh, be happening yeah. sometime in june uh, but we're going to announce them before it actually takes effect but like among that you know changes to our early release structure like you'll be able to hear um episodes a week early which is a big deal yeah and we've, uh, we're kind of, uh, in the final stages of plotting out what those changes are and they're all great. Yes. Uh, I'm excited about all of them. Like the new, uh, new kind of milestone goals, new things to work towards, mm-hmm. um, new rewards. It's all super cool. Yeah. And, uh, I'm really excited to do that. And then, uh, you know, WAF 2.0, which we mentioned mm-hmm. already, but I, I couldn't be more excited about that. Yeah. Um, so- that comes along, you know, if you happen to, we mentioned the Neo episode, um, that's on our show bonfire side chat, which even if you're not a big souls guy, maybe you want to stick around and listen to the, uh, the four episodes that kind of cover the games in broad strokes. To get kind of a, you know, not quite a watch out for Fireball's treatment, but just kind of a, a zoomed out treatment of those those games if you want to taste. Yeah. And to say goodbye to a show that's been a big part of our life for the last, you know, four or five years. Yeah. It'll be a party so. this summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Patreon is at uh, patreon.com slash duckvtv. We say it all the time, but it can't hurt to say it more. And a uh, huge thanks to everybody who has um, given so far to help us uh, dedicate as much time to this, uh, to this show and all the others as we do. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably about it. I think so it's been a long uh, episode but it's been fun i'm so happy yeah. we played this game yeah me too like i'm i'm really glad to i'm i was glad that when it ended i was glad to have it behind me but not because you know it's not it wasn't like neo where i'm like i never want to hear the word neo again it was more <laughs> like oh i can't wait to check out more yakuza shit yeah so it was it was like it was like the positive it was like the 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 dark mirror the light mirror <laughs> of neo yeah um so I was, I was very happy as well yeah um yeah so until uh, next time what should they watch out for uh watch out for the carp
Take that. Take this. Come here, you little squirt. Oh, maybe we should go inside. But Marge, that little guy hasn't done anything yet. Look at him. He's gonna do something, and you know it's gonna be good. 